0: Episode 126 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brayden Shawan. And joining me tonight... See, I'm already laughing. Because, okay, That's right. Joining no, no, me no. tonight Continue. are my two other co-hosts, Mark Nadeau mm-hmm. and Ash Collins. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I I switched those names earlier, Ash, but you were just bullshitting over there at your house and logging off, so we had to re-record, so Mark yelled at me and said, well, that's what you get for for Bill and Ash before
1: him. Hey, you know we're what? So it, it's not my third. fault that fucking Microsoft decides to update my Windows system, like, five minutes into the goddamn podcast, like, after we hit fucking <laughs> record, and it's like, oh, by the way, we're gonna shut you down, and then uh, we'll go from there. It's like, you know what? You're fucking dicks.
2: oh man so i just want to say that my nine-year-old mac is purring like a kitty right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't have problems with mine either but mine's windows based but i don't have issues so i don't judge yeah all right so ash aside from the tech issues how's everything else going things are going good
2: good and how about you mark oh i'm just doing fantastic I'm on days off right now. Got things to talk Excellent. about. Have a weekend to look forward to. So yeah, no complaints here.
0: Excellent. I know tomorrow is my is Friday in May. So I cannot wait for uh the end of the day tomorrow to have another weekend.
2: You're going to pop a brewski, kick back and watch a ball game?
0: Um I I doubt I will, but I will not have to go to work and that's really all that matters. So
2: <laughs> Do you ever like crack a beer? And then just throw the tab on the floor and say, hey, pick that up for me.
0: (laughs) Uh, I can't say that I've done that. No. No? No. I I don't don't really drink too much beer, frankly. I don't really drink too much of anything.
2: Now, looking at your, your profile pictures I've seen online, you look like a guy that would drink a Budweiser and then crush the can, belch, throw it over your right shoulder, and then crack another one open right away.
0: Yeah, good thing my profile pictures are telling you the truth. <laughs> you know how to read them.
2: Well, while, while wearing a trucker hat inside the house.
0: Yes, uh, and sunglasses. It's what question, That's what I do.
2: Question. Question. Yeah. In my mind right now, I, I would assume that your living room has a red, uh, like a red carpet. Uh, I'm seeing maybe something like a like a deep crimson carpet to go mm-hmm. with your green drapes.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we had like darker green, but we recently switched them, so now they're a little bit of a lighter green. Okay. So with the dark red, it looks it looks really good. I think.
2: Well, it's suitable at Christmas time. Yeah. But in in the summer time, it's just littered with beer cans and bilches. Right.
0: Right, Yeah, and it's shag carpet, obviously.
2: Obviously. Yeah,
0: I guess that went without saying, though. So I apologize. Yeah, that's the time on that.
2: That's why I didn't say it. Right. Yeah. Obviously. obviously.
0: But anyway, tonight, um, tonight we are going to conclude our Enter the Matrix arc yes. with a review of 2003's The Matrix Revolutions. And then we're also going to discuss the rest of season one yeah. of the TV series Slasher.
2: Oh, so excited.
0: And that nightmare. So, before all that, though, let's talk about how you can find us on social media. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can email us at com, and you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1 302 448 talk. That's 1 302 448 8255. I'm just laughing cuz I'm thinking about how horrendous an introduction this has been so far.
2: I think it's oh. been, I think it's been smashing. I think it's can out have... of the ballpark right now.
0: <laughs> oh god. Well, if you think so then it must be. Oh man. So you can also check out our long list of past reviews in all 126 podcast episodes right on over at Cinefashions.com. And if you're a fan of the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends about the show. Like, share. Don't no, like, it's not what I meant. Listen, <laughs> share, and, and review the podcast on iTunes. we really appreciate that. All right. Let's just let's just get past this. Ash. What have you done this past week in the world of media? I'm going to,
1: well, okay, so um, we're watching Supernatural, we're into season four now. Um, Let's see, what else did I do? Uh, We got caught up with Walking Dead and then fell behind on Walking Dead, so I think we're going to save the last (laughs) two episodes um, until after the finale airs so we can have our heartbroken in a two-hour chunk um gotcha and then um i decided to revisit uh star wars rogue one and watched a new hope ah. uh directly right after that so i watched them back nice. to back so that was fun um but Absolute. other than that not a whole lot
0: yeah i need to um i really want to rewatch. uh which one is it episode uh seven because Episode is episode eight out on DVD up out on Blu Ray now. Or yeah, 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 Came out last I've, week. Yeah, I've had. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah I need to watch. Oh, seven yeah, that was so one of I the can... ones I, I picked that up too. So I want watched,
2: watched that again. So. Oh, I, I I guess when this episode comes out, it came out two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah.
0: I see. I'm so like I haven't bought a movie this year. I bought my first. Like, DVD or Blu-ray, I think, really, this whole year. I bought it this week because of our next arc, which we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to reveal where we're heading from here. But, yeah, it's like the first movie thing I've bought this year. So, um, I'm so far behind on it. But I do need to pick up Star Wars because it's Star Wars. But... It's been. I've seen episode seven in theaters and haven't seen it since. So I definitely want to watch that and then and then give episode eight a first time viewing because I didn't see it in
2: theaters. So yeah. Oh, you are yeah, missing I,
1: out! Oh my god, it was <laughs> great in theaters.
2: Yeah, yeah. I actually emailed my uh, friendly neighborhood Russian uh, movie store, and
0: uh, <laughs> I love that you can email him now. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh yeah, I've emailed him for a while. <laughs> Because it saves me the the you know the drive, and uh, right. he's actually got a 4K copy waiting for me. So uh,
0: you're like his best fucking customer, of course he does.
2: Well, when I go, I at least drop a hundred bones every time. So I try not to go too often. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh man, do you see uh, Vinegar Syndrome's got their halfway to Black Friday sale next month?
2: I did. Now I'm going to Shockstock in London, Ontario, and two weekends. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I'm hoping they have a table there because they got yeah. some sweet flicks. Uh, that are being uh, that are in pre order and that have been recently released. So uh, I'm hoping to load up then. Um, I'm yeah, debating a
0: better deal. So,
2: uh usually when you buy in bulk, uh, right. you know, at a convention, they'll, they'll probably throw you a, a disc for free or two. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they're there. If not, I might take advantage of their fifty or their Black Friday or halfway to Black Friday sale. Yeah, but I, I, Very I, I kind of don't want to look because I, I don't have the money you know mm-hmm. like I there's yeah. there's better things to buy right now so
0: I know you in the downtime you were searching for <laughs> toolboxes on newjapan.com so <laughs> well, you have better things to do
2: I was perusing their wares that's all they came across <laughs> toolboxes
0: yeah oh man so excellent well for myself yet uh basically it was a wrestling weekend for me so that's what I have to talk about. Before, before that, though, I will mention I did uh, play some more of my my Road to Glory speedy quarterback on NCAA Football 12 on the 360. I'm now six games into the season and I have a ton of scholarship offers. You know, no big deal. So um, I'm actually – before I was talking about how I really wanted to go to Michigan, but now I'm looking at it. And it just makes more sense for me to like pick, I have scholarships for Auburn, West Virginia and LSU, and they run like spread offense, multiple offense or air raid offense, which just makes more sense for a speedy quarterback to choose than the pro style that Michigan or Michigan state runs. So I'm thinking I'll probably end up there, but um, I actually this weekend, I'll probably end up playing more and and finally getting to whatever college I decide to play at and start playing games there. I ended up playing one night last week. It was like last Friday night, I think, but I ended up playing like five games in a row because. You're only playing the quarterback position, and so the games go relatively quickly. So, it's easy to bust uh, bust a good number out in a in a you know right in a row like that. So, I have a that's question. Going to do this weekend?
2: Yeah. Uh, University of North Dakota. What type of offense do they run?
0: UND. Um, I imagine they're probably running a pro style offense because uh, UND is actually where uh, Jared Goff came from. Uh, University uh, of North Carolina is actually a Tier Two, which would be like a football bowl subdivision or whatever the fuck it's called. FCS as opposed to FBS. I, I or, think you
1: should go play for the Gamecocks. Yeah. Oh, dude, South Carolina, yes, Gamecocks.
0: Yeah, I don't have a scholarship offer from them yet. So uh, I'll, keep,
2: I'll keep an eye
1: out. Maybe you have to
2: work on your your strength so you can grow into a a better Gamecock.
0: <laughs> that's probably my issue I'm just not a good enough Gamecock
2: you're too small for a
1: Gamecock <laughs> <laughs> that's what
0: maybe, Bridget always says I don't get maybe, it maybe they're worried about your speed
1: that uh, you'll come and go too quickly <laughs> or,
2: or, or maybe a more CFL and you're only playing 3 downs to a 4
0: Ah, there we go. I wish there was a CFL football game. They're actually, they have one uh, coming out on PC or it is out on PC, but it's just really shitty. So I haven't bought it.
2: That does not surprise me at all.
0: Yeah. I would love a legit like EA branded or EA made. uh, CFL game. NFL 2K. Yeah. CFL game. That'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) Cool bombers, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Excellent. So yeah, then um, like I mentioned, it was basically all wrestling so much wrestling this mm. past weekend so if you don't watch wrestling well feel free to skip ahead but this was wrestlemania weekend and what you'll find out if you're on twitter or social media is you might not realize you have a lot of people following you or that you follow rather that watch wrestling but once a, a pay-per-view is on which they're not really they're not pay-per-views anymore they're events i guess but once yeah. these events come on then they all come crawling out of the woodwork and you realize how many wrestling fans you actually follow so maybe there's more wrestling people that while i listen to the show then i know but um obviously so on friday night was the hall of fame ceremony which i didn't watch because fuck that it's super long and you basically get all the the good tidbits like if you're just following wwe on on twitter and when you watch wrestlemania they always show kind of clips of it so that's enough Mm -hmm. for me um but so that was friday night saturday night which that used to be saturday but now they have nxt so now that's friday and then Saturday's NXT Takeover, New Orleans, um, and then Sunday was WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. then Monday was the Monday After Raw, which I ended up d- I did end up watching, which I didn't think I was going to. And then SmackDown on Tuesday, which I uh, didn't watch because I had to, uh, you know, prep for the po- uh, for the podcast. Um, but there was some interesting stuff that happened there as well. But um, starting with NXT on Saturday, I don't have like the match list things in front of me, yeah. but I'll, I'll just overall absolutely blown away. It was just a phenomenal fucking event from start to finish. I turned it on about a quarter of the way through the first match, the ladder match, because I'd forgotten about it. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to turn it on. Fortunately, I turned it on when I did, um, because it was just fucking great. That ladder match was awesome. Yeah. Crowning the first ever North American champion, Adam Cole, baby. Like, it was just, oh, so good. Yeah. Such a
2: great match. I, I loved the match. And uh, even wrestlers, I'm not a big fan of like uh, EC3. Not a fan of the guy.
1: Oh, I like but EC3. Okay.
2: His fucking uh, expressions on his face, like <laughs> yeah. he he can go, and he's also got the comedic timing. Exactly, he, he could be the next rock style character. I know mm-hmm. he was trying to do that in Impact, but I don't really follow Impact unless it's in my yeah, hometown. Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah, he was like their champ. He was their their guy for a while there, at least.
2: Yeah, so it's 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 really cool to see him. You know still keep the gimmick that he had before so he mm-hmm. can now get a uh, broader audience but uh, yeah definitely no I thought even having the two big guys uh, Lars and Killian um, I'm yeah. thinking two big guys and then four flippy guys interesting right. but uh, I had the whole match was good Velveteen Dream with his macho elbows I love Velveteen uh, Dream he's awesome. so good I thought he was just okay in this match but again mm-hmm. he's also you know he's got to give time to the five other guys so he got his shit in exactly exactly um, I really thought they were going to give it to Ricochet. That was my oh, guess. Okay. Yeah, you know, just do like a page entrance where you know his mm-hmm. first match and he wins the belt. Right. So uh, I, I was really, oh, I was rooting for him just because I loved him as uh, Prince Puma in, in the Lucha Underground. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I have no problems with Adam Cole being the first champ. I like him as well. Mm-hmm. He's like a he's like a smaller, um, uh, shit. Uh, oh fuck, what's his name? That was in the Rockers. Give me a hint. Uh, Oh, uh, Sean Sean, Ginetti? No, Sean Michaels. Wow. Old age is real, folks. (laughs) God damn. I
0: thought for sure you could not remember Sean Michaels. That's why I was like, Mark, no. It's
2: like, I see him. He just had a haircut. (laughs) He lost his ponytail. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's. Cracks me up. I should sleep more, but I can't. Um, But uh, yeah, I I think he's like the. Uh, Shawn Michaels of today he's got the same mm-hmm. look same type of attitude minus the whole like sexy gimmick you know yeah he's like still has got his own spin on it but he reminded me a lot of Shawn Michaels good yeah
0: and then he actually shows up later for the tag match Um, it, uh, that was against Authors of Pain right
2: Authors of Pain and also uh, Tyler is it Tyler Bates oh yeah or is um, it uh, I don't know who the British guy is is it Tyler Bates yeah
0: no, that's not right, but what is his damn name? Done,
2: done, right? Done, uh,
0: yes, yes, yes.
2: Is it done? It Anyways, is. so it was done and Roderick Strong. So it was a yep. three way.
0: And then uh the swerve at the end there with Roderick. I mean that was that was great. I like I really a lot. love Authors of Pain. I don't know why, but I actually like them for like a generic big man group. I think they're really good. Yeah. Um, and I was super excited to see them debut on. On Raw. Uh, Raw on Monday. Yeah.
2: And, and that's the reason why they took off, just because, well, th- exactly. one, they did their time and they improved so much from when they first started. Oh, yeah. But
0: now Absolutely.
2: you've got Heavy Machinery as a big bad guy tag team. And mm-hmm. you've got War Machine from New Japan. Uh, yeah. now they're called War Ravagers, I think. Oh, okay. A dumb name, but they kept the yeah. same gimmick. So now they're in NXT. So that's like three big Haas... uh, um, Tag teams. So, yeah. Authors of Pain, they are two-time champs. They were ready mm-hmm. to move on. Um, Definitely. Missed the second match, which was uh, Ember Moon versus yeah, uh, Shauna Baszler. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not a fan of Ember Moon. Never mm-hmm. have been. And I didn't know who Baszler was because I don't watch NXT. Oh, and, uh Or at least I don't have the network anymore up until like for this weekend. And yeah. uh, fuck, I'm what a it. great match. It really was, yeah. To me, this is going to be the weak one on the card, you know, and uh, fuck, it was fantastic. From the whole, mm-hmm. you know, popping the shoulder back in at a lethal weapon um, right. to, to the finish. I didn't expect Moon to lose. So, yeah, I was impressed with the work rate in this one. It told yeah, it a really was, good it was, story.
0: It definitely did. It was really impressive. Um, I forget, what was, oh, uh, Alistair Black versus... uh Cien? Yes. Cien Almas. that That was great. I really love Aleister Black from the other takeovers I've watched. I think he's just so enter- – like he's just good. He's good at what he does.
2: I See, I'm not a big fan of him. I don't no, know what it is. I like him. I just – I like Cien a whole lot more. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But that was a great match as well.
0: I like Cien's manager a hell of a lot. I forget her name, but she's gorgeous.
2: Of course you do. Uh, Vega. Yeah. It's something Vega. Vega. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah she's a cutie patootie. Um,
0: definitely. But see, he, he's put on—he's put on fucking like five star epics the past two NXT takeovers. Like he's—he's he's such a great workhorse.
2: Well, you know, he came to big fanfare in NXT, and then mm-hmm. he kept getting jobbed up. And yeah. uh, I really thought it was gonna leave. And thank God he stayed because uh, yeah. he's become a fantastic performer.
0: Definitely. And then the main event, this is what I was texting you. It's like, man, I wish I would have watched NXT more closely so I could be more invested in this match. Yeah. Um, Between Ciampa and, and Gargano. Gargano. But Gargano, yeah. But I still, like, even though I wasn't, like, I just watching the promos leading up to it and I knew about it, obviously. But, like, man, I was still invested and it was still absolutely spectacular. Like... My god, some of the thuds that were just that happened from some of like the suplexes off like the on, on the, the cement. I think it was like a power bomb onto the cement. Yeah, and then like the suplex off the announcer's table. Um it's just man, it was just brutal and entertaining and told an incredible story. Like man, if you don't like wrestling or you're trying to get someone to say, "Hey, this is why I like wrestling." I would point to this event, yeah, because if you don't, if this doesn't if this doesn't interest you and in y'all, then no, wrestling is not for you in the least. But like, man, this just has it. Like it is,
2: it was stellar. Well, I've been following those guys since they came on to NXT as enhancement talent,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: who would have thought two plus years later they'd be main eventing the NXT yeah. Takeover at Mania? Like, right. I liked them a lot. I thought they were great as DIY. And when they, when Ciampa turned on Gargano and then yeah. just a year long feud because Gargano got hurt or probably Ciampa got hurt. Um, right. it was that, that match was the match to end all matches. Like yeah. that's a way to end the feud. I fucking loved it. It was great. I, I know. Oh, I hope, so good. I hope they don't water it down by having them face each other again over and over again. Kind of like right. how it's Zane and Owens a lot until oh, they God, teamed yeah, up, exactly. you know? So I'm hoping it's a win and done. And then yep. maybe, you know, next Rumble, they meet up in the same ring and they go at it again or something, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Man, yeah, that was stellar. um Like, I, now that we just talked about it, like, I want to watch it again. Like, the whole event from yeah. first like, it's so good.
2: I, I don't blame um, you. Like, e- even, like, yeah. every match was at least a four-star match out of five. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, and, exactly. And
2: honestly, I thought the worst match of the night was the three-way tag match. Mm-hmm. And still, so that was an awesome match, you know? Yeah. So, right. yeah, it's it's the best N- NXT TakeOver I've ever seen.
0: Yep, I w- would agree with that. And if you f- were following it on social media, that was kind of the general consensus. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely not alone. Uh, I I've, On my wrestling, for some reason, I've decided to grade everything I watch. So, I gave this one an A+, my first mm-hmm. A+, since I've started uh, grading events. So, I gave that one an A+. Loved it, loved it, loved it.
2: Uh, especially if you only watch WWE. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the only A+, I've seen in a long time.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I watch WWE light or WWE because I do a lot of WWE and WCW and just old stuff. WCW mm-hmm. shit. Like and then obviously Sunday was the one. The pre-show for WrestleMania 34 started at five o'clock. The event started two hours later at seven o'clock. The event ended at twelve fifteen in the fucking morning. Yeah, a seven-hour event. Yeah, it's way too long. Oh my God. It's way too long. Yes, it is. Um, And I know you're going to disagree with me and that's totally fine. The first six hours I thought were very damn good. The last hour I thought was started off incredibly disappointing with the AJ Styles Nakamura and then just turned to absolute shit once they had the main event of Lesnar and Reigns because it was
2: garbage. Yeah. Well, you know, you're expecting a crowd to sit there for seven hours. Exactly. You're going to have fatigue. I go to the C4 shows. That last mm-hmm. C4 show I went to was just over three and a half hours, almost four hours. could have oh, been wow. even four and a half hours. At, at this oh, point, it's been a month gosh. ago. But by the end my event, I was done. Like, mm-hmm. it was a great match, but I had no juice left. You booked many matches, and you lose your crowd. I, the, I was
0: hearing... Excuse me. I was hearing that um, at the end of the match. You, I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently Lesnar got into it with Vince McMahon yeah. after after he came in the back and ended up throwing the universal title uh, at the wall next to Vince McMahon um and uh speculation is because the crowd was so out of it basically because basically the crowd hijacked that match i mean there was chance of we want nicholas this is awful they had like four beach balls going at one point this like, is boring this is boring yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they just hijacked the match uh... and uh, basically you know it's thought that it's because it's so long by that point like basically no matter what they did they were going to get shitted on but yes they should not have been the main event. It no. should have been AJ Styles and Nakamura, mind you. That match didn't get what I hoped it would, but I think they're setting up for kind of like a either a trio of matches, perhaps. Yeah. Um. And I feel like at the end we'll finally get that big blow off, um, oh. because like everyone's saying, like, you know, we all compared it to, which I haven't seen it, but I've heard
2: Wrestle Wrestle Ten, I think. It was. Uh, ten or eleven. I think. I yeah. think it's. I think it's eleven. I have to double check. Okay. It was yeah, the. Whichever. Well, New Japan does a free match of the week, and that was the free match for the week leading up to WrestleMania. Oh, no shit. I okay. watched it before Mania. Yeah. And holy fuck, is it good. So yeah. I'm expecting something similar. And uh, that Mania match did not deliver at all. I thought it was boring. I It was not what they did. And. Resident Kingdom 11 or 10, whatever it was, it's only three or four years ago, just before AJ jumped uh, to WWE. So right. they can still work like that and, and
0: it's and pale imitation. The thing. Yeah, but ever, for, now I'm just going on what I've been reading, obviously, because yeah. I didn't watch the first match. I still haven't seen it, but everything I'm reading says that that match was built up. Like the story, the build for that match was epic, which is why they had this incredible payoff at the end. Whereas the ma- the build for this match has been shit. Yeah. Basically, it, it was need a face like that was it over yeah. the past four weeks or whatever it was, and so that's why it couldn't possibly have been as good as what they had initially.
2: The problem with WWE is that they do too many events, and you just don't have enough yeah, build for a, exactly. a decent storyline to have a decent payoff. Well, and I mean, that's why I'm happy they're was, combining the events. Yeah,
1: well, and that was one of the things that kind of it, when I when I had the thing, it was just like okay. So because it used to be you'd have to watch SmackDown and, and Raw to know what the hell was going on in the event, any kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you have to wait like a month to watch, the you know, the Raw and the SmackDown that ties into the event. It's just like this sucks, you know.
2: Well, that's yeah. the thing because they have to have their TV rights because they make their money right. off, off TV, right? Or at least a lot of it. So that's why all the Raws and the SmackDowns are like a month, to like six weeks old, which mm-hmm. is really one of the reasons why you don't have the network. Because I don't have TV, so uh, it would have been great if they had like you know twenty four hours later the raw shows up. Then I can watch the raw on the SmackDown. That's but, what uh, I have
0: with Hulu. I can watch it that way. But to uh, be gotcha. honest, I, I I haven't for the most part just because I read enough. Like I don't feel like I really need to watch them. Yeah. Um. If there's like a crazy moment that I want to see, I can just watch the Hulu thing. But what pissed me off, I was actually gonna watch. The Raw a couple weeks ago when they did the Matt Hardy deletion thing, uh-huh. whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. They don't have it on the Hulu. They like cut that out because they have to cut it down to an hour and a half what, and they you... cut out the whole thing. It's like, what? Why would you cut that out?
2: That and, make sense why? It's a streaming service. Why are you even editing exactly. anything? It makes no sense. It,
0: it has to be something with their license, like yeah. with their contract. Like that's the only thing I can think of because everything is 90 minutes exactly. So it has to be some agreement they have.
2: Yeah. Obviously, it's not a wrestling fan that is editing these episodes because you would have left final deletion
0: exactly. on the show. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, But the card itself. So what shocked me about the card was that for me, the match of the night was one that I was just didn't give a shit about coming in. And that was the round Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle versus Stephen and Triple H match. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the most entertaining match of the night. Like I was clap. I was like yelling at the TV. I was at my uncle's house watching it with my uncles and my cousin. I'm literally like yelling at the TV, like standing up, sitting down, clapping like that had me. I fucking loved that match. It was so fun. Um And then it kind of just went like downhill from there from that point. Yeah. Um, But like,
2: and there are some other great matches too. Go ahead. uh, Honestly, for me, I thought all the women's matches were really, really good. Now I did not see the pre-show because I was working. So uh, I I came to the event uh, knowing the results, but not seeing the Battle Royals or the 205 live match, which I heard was really good as well.
0: Yeah, it Um, was. It was really good. Yeah, But
2: like to me, the match of the night for myself was uh, Charlotte versus Asuka. That's what uh, I was
0: gonna say, a close number two. That yeah. was excellent.
2: Surprising, it was second on the card. But I wow, know. I, I thought it was a fantastic match to me. Again, match of the night. Um I also like Nia Jack versus Bliss. Um, uh,
0: that was that was alright for me. It was not a it big was, Nia Jax It was fan. just I okay. love
2: Bliss. Neither am yeah. I. I was rooting for Bliss, but the whole yeah. storyline with Bliss was that, you know, she retains her belt because Mickey James uh interferes and, you know, she mm-hmm. wins, you know, via heel tactics. So no having Jax destroy uh mickey james right at the beginning of the match to leave bliss by herself against nia um, it was yeah. a, it, it was a long squash because i don't remember bliss having that much uh, offense at all but it's still totally good story and again after reflection i liked the rousey match it wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. but again you know she's green as fuck and she's thrusted into this position i thought she did pretty well um I didn't think she looked green at all, and that's what shocked me so much. Well, she was limited as well though, you know, like and plus she didn't speak, which is a huge plus. <laughs> yeah. She exactly. she shouldn't talk. Um but you know, like right. this time next year, rumor has it's gonna be uh Charlotte versus yeah. uh, Rousey. Um exactly. give her a year of seasoning and going that's gonna be a really good match.
0: Hell yeah. Did you see like what blew me away about the Asuka Flair ma- Charlotte match was how stiff it was. Like it looked like uh, fucking like two Strong style like Nakamura and like, uh, who is, um, oh, he fought Sami Zayn in his first match in NXT, yeah, Nakamura, like, yeah, yeah, like it just reminded me of that, like how stiff it was, yeah, uh, like maybe like a, a Samoa Joe versus Nakamura type stiffness, you know, like just legit hurting each other, it looked like, and well, so I, that's know, that's
2: awesome. She came out with all the pageantry, yeah, and then having a really good match, and then actually her retaining, which you know, I was reading for her, but I didn't expect her to win. So yeah. I didn't either. Uh, I I just love that match.
0: Streak. Yeah. That,
2: yeah. That's my that's my highlights of the of the event. The rest yeah. is like all that got, like even the first match, the three way for the IC belt. On I paper, I thought
0: that was gonna steal the show. Agreed. And I was disappointed that it came out first. And it I honestly it, I it's forgettable to me. Like I don't even yeah, really remember it.
2: But. Same here. I thought it was so flat. Yeah. I really can't recall much of anything. Mm-hmm. Apart from the women's matches, none of it was memorable at all. Yeah. And like, don't get me started on the fucking Cena Taker thing. What a waste of time! And oh, oh, I enjoyed
0: that. I know you hated it. Oh, I, I hated it. it but, but
2: what I hated too that you know Charlotte and Asuka had a great match, and he kept cutting to fucking Cena in the crowd. Yeah, that who was so gives annoying. a fuck? And then him I, running up the ramp. Yeah. While Charlotte's going back. Yeah, I was, I was. I just don't like that. I don't like that at all.
0: I hated. This, the whole take, we talked about this already, but I hated the whole Cena thing for the past three or four weeks, whatever the hell it was. I thought it was absolute shit. But once, once Taker appeared, like I, adore the Undertaker. Like he's one of my favorite all the time. Like yeah. that's you're never gonna change that 10 year old me when I see The Undertaker. And that's just what it was. And I love that he squashed John Cena at WrestleMania in two minutes in 45 <laughs> seconds. Like that just made my fucking day.
2: But weeks of build that. up and then all the shenanigans at the beginning of the card with him sitting down for, yeah. for what? Like cut that from the card. It was not necessary. You know? Yeah. People are tired. <laughs> I, I don't blame Lizard being so pissed off.
0: Hmm. I really I know, don't exactly, it, dude. It was like uncomfortable because when Lesnar is like not getting the crowd, he gets angry, and I feel like you can see it. Yeah. And I feel like that's why he ended up cutting Lesnar so much it was just because he was probably angry and like it was uncomfortable to watch because Les uh Reigns was bleeding so badly. Like, I thought for sure they were going to stop the match. And, like, because they did that at NXT, Samoa Joe started bleeding real bad against, I think it was Nakamura. Yeah. And they stopped it. Like, the trainers came down and tried to get him to stop bleeding, like, in the middle of the fucking match. I thought for sure that was going to happen. But apparently, and again, all rumors is what you hear after the shit, but apparently, like, they changed the match in the middle of the match because it was getting, like, just booed so aggressively. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if either they... I read some things that said they changed the finish. They had Brock win. Some yeah. things say that they just said "fuck it," just end this match because it's not going. Like you just need to stop it. I don't know what's true. None of it could be true. I have no idea. Obviously, it's just shit you read, you know, from the sure. dirt sheets and whatnot. But it's all interesting. So, so I look at it. But yeah, I don't know. It was just. It was un. It was genuinely uncomfortable to watch.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I'm glad the ref didn't stop the fucking fight. You know, and just mm-hmm. let him bleed. But that was the end, anyways. Like he got he got really red and then exactly. it was over, so
0: um yeah, and then like you know, um what else on there? Not really much else we're talking about. I will say the Miz is like I just it blows my mind how much I love the Miz because I genuinely hated him with a passion when he first came into WWE and now like he's genuinely one of the best things going on wwe television like he is just perfect on the mic he's an entertainer in the ring he cracks my shit up and he proved that again on monday with his with his (laughs) speech on monday just cracking me up and then um uh what's his name um oh fuck the big dude uh who was in ron stroman um no Oh, that match. Oh, don't, don't
2: get me started with that. With the fucking oh, necklace bullshit. Yeah, not not impressed. So Again, is that weird. needed for fucking mania? Oh, that no. ab- that legit upset me. I, like I was like, fuck this shit. Uh, that, that's, it, that's why I don't watch their product. NXT, I fucking love. And mm-hmm. the rest, I, I, I seethe. Because I know, I'm going to sit down, excited for the event. And I know that by the end of the two and a half, three hours, I am going to be livid. And curse myself to why did I resubscribe?
0: Yeah, see, I'm not that bad. Like, some things piss me off, absolutely. But generally, I I enjoy what I watch, which is why I keep coming back to it. But, um, no, the guy who made his debut on Monday. You you two are
1: massive, that's why you keep coming back to it. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: You know, it's you're right. (laughs) Uh, Bobby Lashley.
0: Lashley, thank you, yes. Uh, He came out. I thought his debut was going to be so great, but then, like, the crowd was, like, behind Elias. Of course. And, like, it just, he, he cracks me up too. Like, I don't, the shit he was saying. And so, anyway, Lashley comes in and, like, destroys Elias, and the crowd's kind of silent. And I was like, uh oh, this isn't what they expected to happen. Well, again, because, Mania, so
2: like Rusev, who's over as fuck now, mm-hmm. uh, so is Elias, organically over as fuck. Right. And they're going to bury him, like, because that's what yeah. they do, you exactly. know? And I really, th- you wanted to bring Lashley back. I was sure he was going to be the tag team partner of, uh, of Strowman. I was hoping it was
0: going to be Samoa Joe, but he came back on Monday, so.
2: ah, okay. I didn't even think of Samoa Joe. But I legit thought it was going to be one of those, like, a guy like that. And then having this fucking kid. Oh. So crazy. So disappointing. It makes you want to, like, just, I don't scream, but I don't want to wreck the levels, so. Yeah.
0: Like, I... Like, I would have, like, understood if he was, like, a make-a-wish kid or something. Like, they were trying to do a good thing for yeah, somebody. Yeah, like, whatever. I yeah. can sacrifice the product if it's going to genuinely make somebody's life better. Uh-huh. But apparently this kid was, like, one of the referee's sons. Yeah, it's a ref's kid. Like, <laughs> fuck like, him. What are we doing this for? This is actually, so
2: stupid. don't fuck him. He's 10. But, you right. know what I mean? It's like, sc- screw <laughs> you, Vince know. McMahon. This, yeah, who thinks so this is funny? Fair. Nobody does. Nobody, who um, actually legit enjoyed that? I, well, I I, hey. I don't know.
0: He got a. He, there was a "We Want Nicholas" chant during the uh, main event. So
2: yeah, that's sarcastic though.
0: <laughs> oh, crack my shit up. Um, and then Tuesday, obviously Monday, Paige retires, which was heartbreaking. And then Tuesday, Paige comes out as the new GM of uh, of SmackDown. So that was cool. Somebody has and... to do her
2: makeup for her because Jesus oh, Christ, God. she's scary.
0: Dude, I know. Like I love Paige, and yes, but yes, you are right. <sighs> her makeup does not look good. She it's
2: she got, she got memed because of her Page here. Which I think is hilarious. Oh, really? oh my oh, god! Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's a new meme now, but uh, yeah. not. Uh, she's not applying that uh, Revlon correctly. That's for sure.
0: Exactly. Yeah, um, and that I didn't see the match, but I heard it was pretty damn good with the uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles match. Oh, I didn't uh, see it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it either, but I heard it was good. But I was watching Slasher instead, which made me just hate Slasher even more. Somebody yeah, buddy. It, but. Anyway, but yeah, so that was Mania. Um, I guess that's enough of that. Um, you know, I gave WrestleMania 34 a B, solid B. Like Gener- I said, I enjoyed the first six hours. It generous, was generous. Yeah. Generous. But the uh, last hour just uh, just kind of ruined it for me. It didn't ruin it, but it just made it such a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. So, and I was so pissed. I wanted that main event to fail so badly when I found out that Nakamura AJ was not the main event. But, like, it was uncomfortable when it failed as badly as it did. So I was... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, fuck it, so, yeah, yeah, so that was that was my weekend all uh wrestling weekend, so I'm hoping at this point, because I always like get super hardcore into wrestling again, come like rumble the mania, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping I kind of let that kind of slide off a little bit so I can focus in on other things, uh, just because I go through cycles with what I'm interested in this month, this two month span, whatever, so I'm hoping that I'm kind of past it, but we'll see well,
2: there's we'll still the big Show on the twenty seventh of April.
0: I am gonna watch it. I am yeah. gonna watch the great the greatest Royal Rumble from uh it's from India, I believe, or Saudi Arabia? Saudi S- Arabia. Saudi Arabia, yeah. Yeah, so I will watch that. But
2: anyway, so what about you, Mark? Me? Well, you know, since we're talking wrestling, uh, let's yeah. keep going. How, let's keep I going. Love let's do it. Yeah, because this is a media podcast. Um mm-hmm. uh, so uh yeah, so I watched, I'm not gonna rehash what we just spoke. So yes, I did watch NXT and I did watch the Mania. Um, but prior to that. I recently signed up for New Japan Pro Wrestling or uh, NJPW World. Uh, so it's, uh, New Japan's streaming service. Um, now I know very little of New Japan right now. I used to watch, I used to have a few tapes of it back in the day when I used to tape trade. Um, but I'm not familiar with the product. But since, you know, Bullet Club is, uh, starting, well, I follow Cody Rhodes on, uh, Twitter. And yeah. uh, so I, I'm kind of kept in touch of the whole uh, Cody Omega rivalry, which they apparently had a fucking fantastic match WrestleMania weekend uh, mm-hmm. at uh, ROH uh, or Ring of Honor had a uh, card during uh, their WrestleCon, and apparently their match was fucking phenomenal. And I wonder if that's on Twitch. I gotta uh, to see if I can track. that I down. would say no because Ring of Honor has their own streaming service. So you'll oh, be I thought to- they were on Twitch now. Along with I, uh, Impact. No, I don't think... I think you're talking Lucha Underground. Oh, maybe. I could be maybe. wrong, though. I could be wrong. Um, but Lucha got renewed for a fourth season, which is awesome. I'm still on okay. season two. Uh, anyways, uh, so, yeah. Um, so, because I, I like Cootie Rhodes, I always like Cootie Rhodes, And uh, Kenny Omega is a guy that uh, I uh, started uh, my wrestling career with back in Winnipeg. Of course, you know, I was the guy, uh, you know, uh, at the... Under his shoe, and he was one of the top guys there. So we never really talked, but still kind of cool to see uh, a local kid do so well on the global mm-hmm. stage. So I decided to uh, get New Japan. It's only 999 yen a month. So with my exchange rate uh, through PayPal, it's about $12.35 Canadian. And uh, I decided to start my New Japan. I guess watching uh, with the uh, New Japan Strong Style Evolved, which was for free on Access TV in the states from the 25th of March, so I watched the whole uh, whole card because I'm not one just to watch a match here and there. I want to watch a whole show. Um, yeah, exactly. So I guess there's some turmoil with Bullet Club because they're fighting amongst each other. I guess there's different factions within Bullet Club. So I don't know the specifics, uh, but uh, the uh, uh, the villain Marty Skrull and Cody wrestled the Gorillas of Destiny. Which is Tamatanga and Tangaloa. And I thought that was a great match. Again, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Um, Will Ospreay wrestled uh, Justin Thunder Liger, which I liked a lot. Um, I've become a big fan. New Japan has like four major factions and I'm digging okay. them all. So you got Suzuki Gun, which is like a heel fa- uh, faction. And you've got Chaos, which has uh, Okada. And then you've got the, uh, Lost in Globe. Inglow Burnables of Japan is like scumbags of Japan, I suppose, with uh, with NATO. And then you got Bullet Club. So, there are your four main ones that I'm familiar with right now. Um, so, we had uh, Suzuki and Sabre Jr. wrestle uh, Okada and uh, Tomoro Ishii in a really good tag match. Um, Jay White wrestled Hangman Page from Bullet Club, but the match of the night on that card was the main event. It's the Golden Lovers, which is Kota Ibushi, which you saw at the, uh, uh, cru- at, uh CWC, uh, event. Oh, okay. He was one of the finalists. And Kenny Omega wrestled the Young Bucks. They wrestled almost 40 minutes and it was oh, phenomenal. Wow. They told a story, which I could follow, even though I don't, it was my first real New Japan card. I knew what the story was about and they had a phenomenal match. It was amazing match. So I watched that actually just for NXT. So I'm like, this is going to be the match of the night. Then NXT fucking killed it as well. So, (laughs) so wrestling wise, uh, I did really well. Um, apart from that, um, since I guess we last spoke here, I also watched the, uh, New Japan Road to Sakura Genesis, uh, from the 30th of March, which had a whole bunch of matches, uh, nothing that really, um, blew me away but it was all good technical stuff it wasn't like garbage wrestling like you're seeing in wwe right now um, all the matches are really good i'm still learning the characters and i'm slowly getting the hierarchy you know with with the card but i've become a big fan of um they're called ah shit what were they called uh sh- sh- gotta find my my line here um oh it doesn't say what their tag team is that, that kind of sucks let me find it here on a different one. um anyways it's um it's David Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer. Mm. Oh, they're called KES, the Killer Elite Squad, which, not a fan of the name so much. It sounds pretty generic, you know? Yeah. But David Boy Smith Jr. is a fucking machine. That guy is a beast. Is and, that
0: genuinely uh, David Boy Smith's son?
2: Yeah, it's his son. Yeah, it's his son. Okay, cool. And it looks just like him, which is scary. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was a uh, – he's a machine. He apparently got into an argument with – um Jake the Snake at WrestleMania weekend. I guess Jake oh. the Snake has been on podcast and has been saying negative things about his uh, father.
1: So, he Uh-oh. confronted
2: him, threw hot coffee at his face.
1: Holy and then, shit.
2: And then threatened to fight him outside. And uh, then he just ran away, which is kind of, yeah, weird. Because yeah. I like Jake the Snake, but, you know, still. So, I can't really condone those actions. Uh, right. But uh, I'm a big fan of David Wade Smith in the ring so uh so yeah and right now i just started watching um uh new japan uh pro Wrestling security genesis 2018 from the 1st of april so i'm about halfway through that right now so i don't want to look at the uh, results but yeah. uh yeah so i watched all weekend part of me i watch a lot of wrestling as well this weekend um and i'll be honest i'm in, i'm really enjoying this new japan pro wrestling um i'm streaming it off my my phone of my uh, samsung galaxy s9 plus straight to the chromecast no problems there crystal Got clear it. high definition um yeah lots of fun so that's all folks for wrestling talk i'm done talking about wrestling let's mark the uh, podcast at two hours and 10 minutes all right cool <laughs> um uh, before you do swatch the switch though yeah. is there any other way
0: you can watch that network besides chromecast
2: uh not to my knowledge I the okay. roku doesn't have it maybe yeah. Apple TV I don't know yeah, um I don't that either. but okay. but there's an app that you can download which pretty much links your account to their website so then you can actually stream whatever gotcha. uh so so I do it through the Chromecast you might be able to do it through uh, as you know let's say that you've got an apple TV you might be able to pair your Apple TV to your phone and then stream it that way I don't have an Apple TV, so I can't confirm, but I yeah, would assume either. you could screen mirror and you can, uh, you probably flick it to your Apple TV. No problem.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. I like you would for Netflix or anything else, I guess. Um, so I'll go T. So I didn't watch you too, too much just because of, uh, I worked a lot before, um, since our last recording. Yeah. So I finished Peaky Blinders season two. Highly. Oh, okay. En- yeah. Highly enjoyable. I don't know if I talked too much about it last episode. Uh, but uh tom hardy he's he's so fucking cool so uh yeah he was a, a nice uh, add on to the season um and during the show but even for myself sometimes I'm having issues understanding what they're saying because Hello. uh i know i speak fast sometimes and i try to catch myself and i try to slow down um but they speak really fast sometimes and it's in a cockney slang so sometimes i'm like i i have to rewind because i'm not sure exactly what they said um but my my hearing's good i got tested recently and my hearing's good so it's them not me Um uh, <laughs> but uh, i i really recommend peeking blinders i'm gonna watch season three after i watch a few more shows just to give it some time to to you know to to breathe a bit um and speaking of other shows uh the other show i watched uh, this week apart from slasher um did i watch any supernatural this week i don't think i did I'm kind of stalling on that as well, but I started uh on the Netflix. Uh I started season 1 of Castlevania. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, um it came out back on July 7th of last year. Um it's only four episodes and they're only 25 minutes apiece. Uh oh, so wow. yeah, uh but season 2 has been uh, uh, ordered and uh yeah, so there will be more. Um I'm not a big anime fan, Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I just don't have time to get into another fucking realm of, of genre of TV. I just don't, I I just can't do it. But because this is, uh, you know, video game related, I thought I'd check it out and it is pretty fucking good. Um, it's got a great, uh, cast of characters. Um, Richard Armitage plays Trevor Beaumont. You've got James Callis, who was the uh, doctor in Battlestar Galactica. He's Alucard. Um, Uh, Let's see. Let me go back here. There's a few a few other British um, uh, actors playing uh, voices in the show. um, It's it was written by by uh, Ellis. um, What's his name? Will is it William Ellis? Richard Ellis? Shit, and it doesn't say here. Of course, Warren Ellis. Thank you very much. Oh, the why isn't the the writer showing up on the on the screen here? But it's not. Uh, Yes, Warren Ellis uh, actually wrote the script for this season. Again, I'm very early into the season, only 2 to 4 episodes, but it's really good and it's gory. So, uh if you like uh, vampires and vampire hunters and the Castlevania the TV show, uh, I would recommend this show. Again, four episodes. It, it, really, it's one it's like one big movie, you know, but right. split into four pieces. Uh again, I've only watched two. So, yay. Uh movie-wise, I only watched a few, uh, three to be exact on my night shifts. Um these are all available on actually that's not true Uh, two of them are available on netflix i watched uh, all work all play from 2015 and that's a documentary on the uh on the uh, subject of esports and how it's really big in uh, europe and asia and how it's trained to get its foothold in the united states which uh, as you may know now it, uh, it has a pretty big foothold but this was still like a it's still pretty, I would say, underground, but it just wasn't popular in North America. At least, mainstream North America, you know? Right. Um, but it was an interesting documentary. It followed uh, four, three or four uh, eSport teams as they uh, battle in this League of Legends tournament from 2015. Um, really good. I liked it. You know, nothing mind-blowing, but, you know, it kept my interest. So, yay on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I also watched Hurricane of Fun, The Making of Wet Hot which is a uh, documentary on the making of what hot American Summer uh, from 2000
0: okay.
2: and uh, pretty much somebody just filmed a whole bunch of backstage antics and had some interviews like pretty it, it's like one long uh, DVD extra but mm. uh, it was fantastic like what hot American Summer is one of my favorite uh, comedies called comedy sure, but it's one of my favorite comedies ever. I can watch that over and over again and find something new, never get tired of it. So this was I read
0: that on Twitter and I was surprised because I, I don't recall ever hearing you really talk about what had
2: American Summer. Oh so I was I was surprised. Oh yeah, I I love the film. I bought that D V D back in two thousand one. I heard about it through Entertainment Weekly when I still subscribed and I found it in the States at a Sun Coast, I believe. And, uh, I, st- I still have it. And, uh, yeah, man, I got laid a lot from what hot American summer, you pop, <laughs> you pop that DVD on, you leave oh, it in nice. the background and then, oh, you start making out and Oof. then you go to the heavy petting and then, well, you, I'll let your imagination take it from
0: there. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it from here. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yes, But, uh, yeah, um, I love, like this film has my comedic sense or what I find funny, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, this is a doc pretty much just with interviews from that back then and funny enough like this was the first film for like Bradley Cooper Elizabeth Banks um, Lou Chulugo, I think Ken Marino as well so yeah um, awesome film awesome time capsule worth checking out that's on Netflix uh, last film for me which I'll be posting about um, probably on Sunday maybe next week it's my next uh, Kino Lober Challenge film so i'll be brief on this i watched 20 pardon me 20 1985's zone troopers uh starring uh, okay. yeah starring tim thomerson uh i bought this strictly because of the cover art because yeah these... that's what i can remember from it is the cover art yeah it's pretty fucking cool you have a tank you got some army guys from the second world war um sh- firing at uh uh ufos so, uh, unfortunately, the uh, the cover art doesn't really match the film, which uh, will uh, no you will read about. There. Yeah, well, it, it's an Empire Pictures film, a.k.a. Charles Band before Full Moon. Yeah. So, yeah, a little switcheroo action, but uh, it's enjoyable. But I will be posting about that uh, in the next uh, little while, if not already, since this comes out on Monday. But, uh, yeah, a right. review has been written. And apart from that, that's all for me for this week.
0: Excellent. Another solid week. So, very good. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's conclude this Matrix series. All right. So, the Matrix Revolutions. So, as always, there will be spoilers for the entire Matrix series. So, keep in mind, there will be spoilers for Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, and the Animatrix, if necessary. So, there will be spoilers. So, the Matrix Revolutions. So, an original U.S. theatrical release date... Of November 5th, 2003. What is that? Like eight months after the uh, um, reloaded? Just because I think that came out in March,
2: right? Something like Somewhere that, yeah. yeah. I, I know I was in peak Matrix fatigue when this came out.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So this was, of course, written and directed by the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. I, like we talked about how we were going to say this at the beginning and then like I've always said it one way and now I've forgotten how I've said it and I just keep fucking it up.
2: Well, I go Wachowski. That to me that works. Wachowski. Yeah.
0: Yes. I don't know why. Like I've never said it the other way. But then we talked about it before we started recording this arc, and like now it's just I keep messing it up. I don't know why.
2: It's okay. It's the last anyway. episode. Don't worry about it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this has an IMDb score of six point seven out of the three hundred ninety six thousand and twenty one votes. A Metacritic score of forty seven. A Tomato meter of with an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 60%. It has currently 2.77 out of five stars on Letterboxd based on 28,013 ratings. It also had a $150 million budget, but it only made just a little more than half of the last film at $427 million worldwide gross. So did not do nearly as well as Reloaded. And it clocks in at 129 minutes. So, Ash, what is your history with Matrix Revolutions?
1: Uh, Saw it in theaters
0: and I've had it on. uh... Perfect. What about you, Mark?
2: Uh, Same thing. I saw it at the cinema. And it's funny because I'm watching this now. I had no idea how this ended. I couldn't remember the ending.
0: Oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah, and... Like I was saying last week, I genuinely couldn't remember if I'd seen this movie or not before, and I 100% I did not, I've never seen this movie before last night. So Really? Yeah, this was the absolute first time I'm watching it, and now I know finally where the blindfolded Keanu comes in. Like that I feel like that's like on a meme or something that I've seen like after he gets his eyes fucked up and he he's wearing that blindfold. Yeah. I oh. never knew what, like which part of the Matrix that was from. And so like I finally now know. So,
2: <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't even know that was a meme. I
0: don't know. And I maybe it's just like I've seen it in the trailer and it just for some reason sticks with me. I don't know, but I yeah. recognize that. Okay. But I know I've not seen the film private prior to this. I can't
1: so. believe you had not seen it before. Okay.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I was surprised too. I thought for sure. Because like as I said, this is the time I was going to the movies all the time Yeah, at this point because I was in high school. And that's just what we did for fun. But for some reason, I just missed this one. I don't know. So right from the start, this movie, like the last two films really started with a bang. This one, and I, like I wrote down, like I'll admit, I'm a little disappointed that we don't start with a bang this time around. Like it's just, it's a much quieter, slower beginning than the, for example, motorcycle crashing into the building and just exploding everything around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of sets it apart right from the, from the beginning.
2: Well, well, since Reloaded ended on a cliffhanger, this is just mm-hmm. a second part of it, right? So Exactly.
0: It definitely feels like, you know, uh, like Harry Potter, whatever the last one's called, part two, you know, because it, it's very much one story, just cut in half. Yeah. So mm-hmm. makes sense. But um, I loved, uh, they, they go see the Oracle. And I'll be honest with you, my notes, if you have something that you want to talk about in between them, because I kind of... I feel like my notes are kind of farther apart in this film, maybe than they were in the previous two, so or previous three. So, just if you have something that I'm skipping over, feel free to you know get us back to it. But
2: well, well, it's it's funny because like I watched this movie twice, and then I watched mm-hmm. the Matrix Reload or the uh, like the extended uh, that extra disc revisited. Yeah, so, revisited. Okay. Yeah, so, so I've got notes on like the special features, but uh, mm-hmm. I tried to rewrite like to get notes for today, and yeah. nothing was coming to me. I was like, I don't need notes for this one.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, I do like that they explain away why the there is a different actress playing the Oracle instead of just acting like it's the same person. And you mentioned that last week, Mark. Yeah, because uh, they did that in the, in the video game, right? Enter the Matrix is what you were talking about. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I like I like that 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 works for me. Like it, it just makes sense. Like I, so many movies would just be like, oh no, it's the same person. But I think the Matrix has the you know kind of advantage where it can explain it away and it still makes sense in this world. Well, that's whether the thing—potential or not.
2: I don't think it does an impact at all to the story. Right. But you know, they still had to acknowledge the change, mm-hmm. and so what I so what they did, I thought, was a nice little uh, cover-up. Really, you know, yeah. doesn't change uh, the the outcome of the film, and exactly. uh, it gives the uh, new character uh, a reason why they're there. So yeah.
0: And I love when they first go there in Morpheus and Trinity, they just both look at each other like, uh, who the fuck is this?
2: <laughs> it was a yeah. very
0: small but very fitting moment. I like that. Um, I loved
2: the. I, 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 I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, though. That scene, mm-hmm. like up until that scene in the movie, the whole film was just philosophical mumbo jumbo. Like, I, I felt that, you know, because the movie was another two hours and change, mm-hmm. they could have cut. Everything from that first part, and it, the movie would have been the same. Like you know, Neo being stuck, mm-hmm. um they could have cut that out because the last thing we saw in the last film was him stopping four sentinels and then just passing out. You know, right? So we could have skipped the first like forty-five minutes to an hour and uh, not have all that extra talking. Like what came out of the of the of the conversation in the train station? honestly i don't i don't fucking know you know it it, it was more like philosophical bullshit that mm-hmm. i think that's why it this film kind of gets the bad rap because there's so much fluff matrix fluff in this movie that they could have trimmed this down and probably make reloaded revolutions into one big film hmm but that's just my See, opinion but i just felt like oh, up, yeah. up until you know um uh, up until the oracle even after the oracle um well, actually, the Oracle is important, but uh, they they could they could have cut all that out from the beginning and just start them jacking into the Matrix and talk to the Oracle again. See, but I so for See, myself, no, I, liked, I th-
1: yeah, I liked the whole situation with Neo and him trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of there. Oh, that was yeah, highly amazing. Like,
0: that that whole program family, like the Indian family there, I yeah. found them fascinating. Really, like, yeah. I loved them.
1: But well, what do you
2: take away from their conversation?
0: I mean, Can I guess expl- I don't know. Could I you think explain about it.
2: the conversation to me? Like, it didn't, it didn't add anything to the plot.
0: Well, whatever it did, I was genuinely enthralled with it.
2: Like, <laughs> okay. I
0: loved it. Like, his love is just a word speech. Like, I was just fascinated by it. I thought it was fantastic. I loved his, um, like, I adored his love for his daughter that he shared and expressed. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess, and then I wrote down, I'm not entirely sure I understand what is going on, but I know that it grabbed my attention.
2: Okay, and And even them going to the Frenchman again—that like I love that. So they have one action scene, which was cool, Mm -hmm. but really it wasn't really important. You know, they go for demands. He asks her to ask them to gouge out the Oracle's eyes, where they you know Trinity Jen just fights them and goes into a a Mexican standoff. You know, Um, so so to me, I just find there was a lot of superfluous scenes that didn't really have to be in this movie but again that's just my opinion
0: no yeah totally understandable and I guess yeah you know if you think about it if they just got rid of the whole um, train thing the whole train situation I guess it doesn't really matter like it it isn't really necessary I guess when you think about it when I because I didn't think about it pre- beforehand
2: yeah
1: but yeah I guess you're right
2: yeah I thought I thought maybe it was just padding because the film wasn't long enough
1: um, I don't know. I, I, well, one of the other things though, if you take that part out, you take out one of the, the best actors from the Mad Max film UK, <laughs> with the train keeper.
0: <laughs> oh, I love the train man. Like his look, like I just loved his look. It was f- incredible. I thought he was just so unique mm-hmm. and uh, I just, I really like that a lot.
2: Yeah. And that I realized great. it was a train man that had the, uh, that had the cutscene in the matrix film. That said, seventy-two hours to Niobe. Um, oh, yeah! I didn't realize it was it was him because you don't see him till like until this movie. But he's yeah. got that cut scene prophesizing in seventy-two hours, uh, Zion will fall in the video game.
0: Oh, that's cool. I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but oh. I thought I agree with you, Ashley. I think he was just a phenomenal actor. Like he was so great in that role. Um, and and, and you know that's a good point. I you know it is. I guess you're right, like it is not necessary, I guess, but man, I loved it like uh I just i I was really taken by it, I guess, for whatever reason, so mm-hmm. uh, it didn't it didn't feel like it slowed anything down for me.
2: well, I think maybe the reason why I feel that way is again, I watched the film twice, plus yeah. I watched that revisited, so it's right. kind of matrixed out, but I'm looking at this, <laughs> I'm like, we could have cut a third of this film out, mhm, really could, but hey,
0: yeah. I like that moment, like when he runs down the track and it does like the Pac-Man thing, where you just appear oh, yeah. on the other side.
2: <laughs> oh, sure, that, that <laughs> was goes, comical. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's like no merit to some like little tweaks here and there, but just right, a, yeah. as a whole, you could you could have slashed a whole shit ton out.
0: Um, and then like that first gunfight, oh, I thought that was so awesome. Uh, like, I love that the like initial reaction for the the quote unquote bad guys or the people they're shooting at is to jump to the ceiling and like do reverse gravity. Uh, and then, like, The Pillars was very reminiscent of the first film. And that was mm-hmm. really fucking cool. Very enjoyable for me.
2: I think the only reason why they did that is because this is the third film and you're mm-hmm. going to do something different, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah. Like, like Let's works. be honest. But um, that said, it was a cool scene. Um, I have an appreciation for the stunts in this film, as I did mm-hmm. for the last film, just because I watched all the special features and I just yeah. see saw the time they spent on these uh on these sets right. so apparently so for the guys on the ceiling um they had some mo- some uh some tracks on the ceiling and then they're held up by wires to help them actually like move on the ceiling oh, okay. so th- th- it wasn't cgi and it wasn't them being filmed where the ceiling is the floor mm-hmm. they were actually being suspended on the ceiling to give the film a uh, uh, I guess, to show that they are actually walking and like not used to much CGI. That's awesome. So that, so that was kind of cool.
0: And what uh, I think is so fascinating is that like this movie, like we talked about, was basically filmed back to back. But I feel yeah. like – obviously, this isn't the case. But I feel like they took the criticisms that I had from – like people had from the first one with all the CGI and kind of corrected it for this one. Because I feel <sighs> yeah. like I see so much less – I'm, I'm – taken out of it so much less this time around because they don't use a CGI nearly as um, kind of in-your-face as the second film.
2: I'm glad you said that because I felt the same way. Yeah. I, I didn't think uh, it felt so layered like it did mm-hmm. in the last film. Um, right. It felt a lot more, um, I guess, organic, if that's a way. Yeah, you know, no, more, I think that's or, right, yeah. It, it felt more uh, meshed in together, like what I'm seeing is one – one layer you know exactly so yeah i totally agree but what's funny with this uh with that uh with that gun scene in the hell uh cloakroom uh Mm -hmm. it took them seven days to shoot it oh wow yeah and i i also wrote this on my notes that you know when they're in hell and you've got all the fetish people which are all from the fucking loved that yeah, yeah. and they're all from the Australian fetish community, so it's actual people that are into oh, leather and whatnot, That's which is kind of cool. But to me, it felt like the anti-Zion. You know how Zion feels oh, very yeah. granola and very right. hippie and whatnot. This mm-hmm. felt like the complete opposite. You mm-hmm. know, instead of like you know uh, sweaters, they're wearing latex and like bondage and whatnot. So to yeah. me, it was like a complete uh, yin and yang to the Zion uh, party from the last film.
0: And that's interesting because I feel like there's still, it still has this like orgy feel to it. Oh, t- but totally. The look, the because aesthetic is completely di- different.
2: Yeah. Because you see in, in that first pan, uh, there's a girl like, you know, twisting another girl's nipples. So I'm like,
0: Oh yeah, exactly. I was know? wondering if anyone else was going to catch that. I totally saw that. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh. that just happened.
2: Oh, I caught that. I yeah. caught that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the club glow, uh, the club goers were just fantastic. I love that. Mm-hmm. um and i was i was really excited to see the french guy back what was you say his name so uh, well, uh, no GM. i don't
2: i yes thank
0: you thank you ash, ash does
2: i do not <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man but yeah I, I was and somehow somehow his wife was even more attractive in this film than the last one like she looked stunning in this yeah film.
2: yeah she, she, she sure did
0: yes um I love that Trinity kind of takes the lead here, um, and it just created that, that wonderful standoff scene. I thought that was perfect. Really like that, uh, just because there's so many fucking guns going, and it just looks really cool how it comes together.
2: But, you know, I can probably watch uh, Trinity kick on the loop forever. And <laughs> she, she has such nice high kicks. Yeah. Uh, it's just so fluid.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, and so at the beginning here, you know, I, I really – I actually liked when Trinity and Neo kind of reunited, even though I don't really care about their relationship all that much for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but I like, I thought the music was excellent. I, I think that the music in this is, is so much better than the second film. I agree. Um, even just to this point. Yeah. I noticed it in, it was like, man, it's just adding, adding to it so much already. There's a,
1: yeah, that's a- there's a piece later on in the film. Um, and they use it over the end credits too. Uh, but, uh, I I can't I can't pronounce the name of it. I absolutely fucking love that piece that's on the sound, on the on the score it is Do amazing. you remember what scene? Um, is it the,
2: the one with the choir?
1: It's like yeah, yeah, the one with the choir. Uh it's like Neo Neo Damarung or something like that I think is the name of that. I can't I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But every time I hear that music I get chills. I love that piece.
2: So apparently that piece is based off actual scripture. Uh, that oh. is in the language of Sanskrit. Uh, oh, no shit. Yeah. Because I guess, you know, the Wachowskis wanted, oh, I said it now. See, ah, there it is. <laughs> That's your fault. That is on you.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh,
2: the Wachowskis, they yeah. wanted a, a choir, but the conductor was like, well, we need words to sing. You know, you can't just go all, all the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they found a, a piece of scripture. Um, uh, I forget where exactly. I didn't write it down, but the actual language was Sanskrit. So, like, you know, they're they're actually pronouncing words, but since it's in a dead language, um, it just sounds really cool. So, uh, yeah. Man, uh,
0: I wish I could remember this. Like, I want to remember what scene it is.
2: And, uh, it was the Burly Man scene, right? It was the final battle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or at least in, in the uh, in the special features, they called it um, the Super Burly Man. Uh, for some reason, the uh, Neil versus uh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, that the music there was phenomenal, and
2: it, it starts phenomenal. with Neil walking down this the oh, city street God. after he's jacked in right yes. by the uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a v- it, really well done. It's a very yeah, nice we'll, piece.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more. Yeah, uh, definitely like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that again, but. Um, I really, I just, I love the scenes with the Oracle. Um, and what I liked about this one was that it just seemed to make a lot more sense than the other films, relatively speaking. It 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 it's very clear that it's Neo versus Smith, and that's the beginning and end of it.
2: And I think because Neo has gone on his journey and he's at the end of the journey, that she can speak in more of a plain language than in the riddle.
0: Very true. Yeah, it's very, it's it's you know, it's it's God versus the devil. Like it's just good versus yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah, I just realized that, but it's so blatantly obvious.
2: Ken versus Barbie.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. No genitals in the Matrix. Amen. Yeah,
0: keep that shit away from me.
2: (laughs) But, (laughs) but that's the thing. There's no shit. It's
0: it's just there's nothing there. It's smooth. Uh, I don't know what. Just maybe. Have you guys seen um, Sausage Party? No. No. Okay. I had zero desire
1: to see that movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not it's not good, but it just made me think of that for some reason. But anyway, it's in the same basket
1: nice. as the emoji film. <laughs> That's like it's uh, like going but, to a restaurant and it's like, man, this tastes like shit. Here, try some.
0: Right, exactly. Um I forget the little girl's name, but the- I loved her. Yes, I loved her throughout this. She, I think she's just fucking adorable and she's I just like didn't. a wonderful you're so evil. I know. She's such a wonderful <laughs> representation of Hunger. innocence. Um like wait no oh, you you are gonna be on a list. You're gonna get our show on a list. That's the second ten year old you said fucker to.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, the first one was a boys. There's a boy, <laughs> that doesn't
0: count. You're right. Yeah. Oh man. But like when the lights go out in the hallway and then she and like she turns to um whatever that guy's name Surfing? is and says, I'm scared or something. Like that was just like a genuinely frightening moment for me. Like the lights go out in the hallway and then all of a sudden the Smith's walking up the stairs. I I loved that scene so
2: much. I'm happy you said that because I felt this third film felt a lot more like a horror movie than the previous films.
0: Exactly, in a lot of spots, I would definitely agree with you. And I think maybe, yeah, I I I like that about it. Absolutely,
2: Uh, you know, so did I. You know, between the facial lacerations. The treat oh he God, gave Bane, yes. which was good. And then with, so uh, the, uh, the sergeant in the war and the, at the end there, I forget what, um, uh, I can't see his name right now, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the guy who talks to the kid about, uh, about, uh, the army and he, he's the main guy in those big APCs.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I can't think of his damn name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Well, see, he gets all slashed up and his face, like the the yeah. gouges in his face look I super know. cool. Like, it, 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 I, I
0: called him the com- – it's not the commander because I realized it as I kept writing, but I wrote about him multiple times. I kept calling him the commander, but that's not that's not who he is.
2: Yeah, but. he's got a name and yeah. uh, I'll see if I can find it here. But uh, I, yeah, just between like the, the blood in this film was yes. oh, Mifune. Is it Mifune? Uh, uh, yes, I don't know. Yes, okay. Okay. um, um, but uh, yeah, I I just felt uh, you know when when Bane gets uh gets uh Neo, you know, and during the dark, and he's kind of like you know running and going, hey, Neo, you can find me, type of thing. I thought that was really cool. Um, just the fact that these Sentinels are attacking Zion, you know, it felt very like aliens to me. Um, yeah, so to me, this was like. The Matrix horror. You know, if, yeah. but it's not a horror film, but it's like it's almost like science horror to me.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I can absolutely Yeah, I, I
0: definitely see right. I definitely see where you're coming from there. Uh, I think that's just I it just makes it so interesting. I, I I love that. But um when um this small moment, but when Smith calls the Oracle mom, I just like ugh, like I just like shuddered. I was like, Oh man, that's just not right. Um, but obviously that's, uh, you know, a reference from the second film because the architect says that Oracle is mother to his father. So I understand where it's coming from, but it just like felt wrong and on just so many levels.
2: And what I like as well is that when he takes over the Oracle, um, you can see that like a virus, he assumes the uh, characteristics of the other person. So like yep. whatever the Oracle had, that's a new power that he got. Mm-hmm. Which you exactly. know, when you're just infecting regular people, whatever. But you know, this is a this is a an exile. Was it an exile? They called him. What, I, what I was, don't was the special uh, special name? It could have been exile, whatever. But like this program yeah. is like they take over the program's functions and I guess memories. I don't know why I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me. But uh, <laughs>
0: we felt them though, and that's what counts. It, it's,
2: it's like she, he got the Oracle's knowledge, which yeah. I thought was really cool.
0: Definitely. Uh what's the what's the boy's name? Uh Loc- not Locke, uh is it Locke?
2: Locke is the uh is the
0: uh I no, guess the not lieutenant- Locke, yeah. Like just uh, a kid the boy that yeah, the kid.
2: I think it's just a kid, eh?
0: Oh, he doesn't have a name? Okay. I, I don't think so. I like that scene with him and uh him and Mafune and uh he's like, How old are you? And he's like eighteen. Uh, and he's like, Oh, you I would have believed you said sixteen. So he's like, Okay, sixteen. Uh, I thought that was a, a funny exchange between them. Um, yeah. Even though it has like very serious undertones to it mm-hmm. because of obviously like literally life and death. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, – I just like that kind of juxtaposition there between it. That was
2: cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well.
0: Um, that There's a moment with uh, Nio- uh, Niobe and um, Morpheus. So this is when Niobe is going to give up her ship for uh, Neo. And she's, uh, Morpheus says, you never believe in the one. And she says, I still don't. And then he says, you know, then why are you doing this? And she says, I believe in him. I was like, oh, I just loved that exchange. Like it was just so perfectly played by, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. Like it was it, I, just a wonderful little exchange. I, I, lo- I really like that a lot.
2: Yeah. Someone tells me at the end of this uh, film, she doesn't stay with Locke.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Right, it's good because like that whole, that? that whole fucking
2: thing. I, I don't know. The way she took off her sweater when she piloted the ship, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Locke has no chance.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't even know. Like why even have that in there? Like it doesn't add anything to it. The fact that she's with Locke like and Locke is such a fucking douche. I hate that guy. Well, like, it's, just... it's,
2: it's it's just that, you know, like he Locke made some decisions not yeah. based on strategy but on his emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just another reason to not like Morpheus because he doesn't share the same philosophy. And then you add up on, like, oh, that's my ex. It's mm-hmm. another reason just to dislike and not to listen to what he has mm-hmm. to say because maybe he would be, Morpheus would be able to get to him. But since they were, you know, he's with, uh, he was with the girl that he's with now, there's a disdain because you don't like exes, right? Right. Like, yeah. So.
0: So then, I something made me hypothesize about why I don't really love the um, trio or the Trinity and Neo love story, um, and so I'll share that with you now. Um, <laughs> um, I just feel like it's not built on a strong foundation, and neither film, Revolution or um, Reloaded, really has done its due diligence to try and strengthen the like foundation of their relationship for the viewer. Like the first film, they just fall in love just because, and then when they really grow as a couple, we don't get to see any of it. Cause it's kind of in that like gap in between the first and second movie. And then, um, and so they go from like these, basically from strangers to falling in love to, you know, to doing absolutely anything for each other without question. And it just felt like, it's just a little hard for me to buy into, I guess and it's not that their story is bad. It just feels like shallow and it needs to be more. It almost feels like there's like a, f- a forced depth to it with h- what they say to each other in these like ridiculous moments. Well, it's but like it, the relationship is
2: based like it's an arranged wedding or arranged marriage. Right. You know, is yeah, like. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. You'll fall in love. You know, you'll fall in love with the one. So like mm-hmm. she, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. What was Joe Palantino's character, Cypher? So, I guess she tried to fall in love with Cypher, but then realized Mm -hmm. that he wasn't the one, so she moved on. Right. So, like, she was really, like, she was just burning for the one and, you know, would latch on to whoever she thought was the one until she realized that he's not the one. So, Mm -hmm. so it it didn't feel organic at all. It felt like this is my duty to fall in love with the guy that's going to save the world.
0: Right, exactly.
2: And if I don't, then he won't save the world or something, right? So mm-hmm. but thank the Oracle for that, though.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um. So and this was so annoying to me, like in a small way. But how many fucking people refer to Neo as Mr. Anderson, that it takes him that long to place that he's dealing with fucking Smith? I'm like, that revelation took so long when literally nobody's ever called him Mr. Anderson other than Smith. I'm like, come on, dude. Get get with the program.
2: I agree. And I thought the actor Ian Bliss, I thought his impersonation of um, Smith was pretty awesome.
1: Yes. I I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I agree.
0: And I love their fight scene because it's like the first fight scene we get here, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but it's like the first fight scene in this series that we really get that takes place in the real world. It's not in the Matrix. Yeah. And they played it correctly. Like, it feels more weighty. It feels more realistic than anything we've seen in the Matrix. It's not wire or you know? It's, it's down to earth, just two guys beating the shit out of each other with whatever they have. Um, and I loved that feel to this fight.
2: And there's more to lose as well. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like, like in the Matrix, sure, you get hurt in the Matrix, you're hurt in yeah. real life. But it just feels there's an extra sense of urgency because yeah. you don't know – like you know the moves in the Matrix, but That's he right. doesn't know Kung Fu in real life.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, Like well, I don't think can't it'd be – or, can't or would us. you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> in real, real life here, sure. You know. Right. But uh, yeah, so it, it was a sloppy fight, but it sold the story.
0: Yeah. And I mean I was shocked because – He gets a significant damned injury. Like, he gets blinded. (laughs) I was genuinely surprised by that. I I didn't expect that at all, which is not the first time I'll say that.
2: I was shocked as well because I had no recollection of that. Oh, I absolutely uh,
1: remember that. That, Because that was, (laughs) that's like one of the big, big things going forward is how he starts to see, which is really fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I like it. So, then next, we get a bunch of these like mini Titanfall machines. I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't realize <laughs> this was in here. Like, this is cool as hell. Um, and I actually was was pretty impressed by the CGI work on these. I, I forget what they're really called, but the Titan mini Titanfall machines. I thought it looked pretty damn good for what it was. Yeah, I, I think they're called APUs. Yeah, or... yeah, that's something. That, it was three letters. Yeah, yeah APUs.
2: But it just they're like okay. exoskeletons. But yeah, yeah, I thought that they looked badass. Mm-hmm. and and, and the siege scene where they drill through the the ceiling and then mm-hmm. they start uh, attacking uh zion or the yep. dock i should say that's the only scene i remembered from watching it you know 15 plus years ago because oh, how okay. cool is it when all these these robots are shooting at this hole
0: yeah so i love it you you know, it's so uh,
2: awesome yeah so cool
0: like What I so this is a long fight scene or a long battle sequence. But what I like about this one compared to the last one is that the entire thing is driving the plot forward. We are getting new information or things are changing as the story progresses here. Excuse me. And I love that about it. So it never felt slow or repetitive or anything. It never felt like it was just spinning its wheels. Like it felt important to the story. And I love that.
2: Yeah. No, Um, I agree. And plus, and it wasn't just one long fight scene or one right. long gunfight. Exactly. It was interspliced with the infantry, with the missiles, with the bazookas, trying to, yeah, take, down loved- the, trying to take down the, the drills. Yeah. And uh, and then you also had, crazy enough, you know, when they ran out of ammo, then you had guys like the kid who'd yep. run with a Wilbur full of ammo canisters trying to refill the uh, the APUs up. Um, yeah. I thought it was a, a really cool way. And then – not just because you know they're 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 fighting a losing battle right. because they, they've got like 50 robots shooting all these sentinels that are just pouring through the hole and then and then they start forming there's that one scene where all these sentinels start forming a fist yeah. and then just go yeah. through the tower and i'm like you're seeing the 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 CPUs or the APUs shooting with their big guns Then you've got the base itself has these huge cannons and they're all firing at once. And it's just a cool spectacle to watch. You see the tracer bullets, you see the robots forming, you see our guys, you know, shooting up like, yeah, it's a live action cartoon, you know, it's like, that's why I remember the scene from like 20 years ago. It's because (laughs) it's so badass and it's so well done. It really is. Like, I and
0: I feel like there's just so much I was connected to to these characters more too because of it like it was I was like upset to see I don't remember her name but Z's shooting partner
2: yeah I don't know what taken her name out is by the yeah
0: like I really liked them together and like just like kind of that small character moment I really liked there um and then like I loved uh Mifune's like face while he was just going nuts shooting the living hell out of these machines <laughs> like he was so intense yeah um and it was just sad to see him die um and we already mentioned it, but like his face was just super fucked up and genuinely gross. Like, it looked so good.
2: Yeah, those gashes were deep and they were. Yes, huge. they were. Yeah, God, it was so crazy. Yeah, this film is the bloodiest of all films. Yeah, by far, definitely.
0: Um, and I was so I think the kid, whatever his name was, was he's great in this, and I'm so happy that he has a bigger role in this film. Um, and I feel like he really runs with his opportunity here, and he does such a good job with it.
2: Mm-hmm, I agree. Really
0: enjoyed him. Um. And then, like, the whole, I, I, I wrote down, like, I was, like, cheering at the end of it when they make it through the gate. Um, like, it's just, it all builds to that moment so incredibly well. Um, I was just like, man, this is this raucous action sequence. And then they make it through the gate. Like, just a kick-ass ending. And it was just so, um, like, cathartic. I, I love that about
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's cool to have such a, a wicked fight scene have a beginning middle of end yes you know and the film's not over yet which is crazy you think that's like the uh, the the final scene of the film right or like we're building towards an end but there's Mm -hmm. still like more movie yeah
0: um and and though i wrote you know though i i've been saying that i'm not big into trinity and neo for some reason i'm like a hundred percent sold on link and z i love them together um and i think it's probably just because we're seeing the struggle more um with them and and like i love their line like she says you did wear it and he says are you kidding i'm never taking it off like talking about the necklace that she gave him to wear for good luck in the last film um and, it's just it's perfect
2: and you know what's dumb which it took me a special feature to figure out yeah his name is link her name is z it's based <laughs> on Linda ninja Like like oh, h- how, how did i not make the correlation sooner so dumb oh.
0: I well, I I didn't make that correlation either. I got <laughs> every time I said link, I thought of Zelda, but I never made it the correlation between Z and Zelda makes sense.
2: Yeah. Oh, and something else about Z. So uh, I mentioned last time that uh, she's played by uh, Nona Gay, yeah. who is uh, apparently it's Marvin Gaye's daughter. Oh, I didn't but realize that. Okay. I did not know that either. But she was a last minute replacement because oh, really? I guess the Wachowskis they originally casted Alaya as the uh as the actress to play Z uh, or Aliyah 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 Oh, yeah. oh Aliyah yeah, yeah yeah but then she she died, died in right? the plane yeah, crash okay. right so Aliyah was supposed to be Z in this film
0: That's interesting wow Yeah
2: I didn't know that
0: Huh That's that's a very cool tidbit I didn't know that either Mhm fascinating stuff Um so another thing I loved about this and we talked about in the last two um, which obviously you know, Matrix uh, animatrix is in here, but it's it's a little different because it doesn't have the same character. So when I say two, I'm talking about Matrix and Matrix uh, Reloaded. But oh, yeah. in the last two, Morpheus, like he's this just like almost cocky, arrogant man, just so all knowing and unquestioning, unflinching. He's such a different person here, yeah, and it makes him so fascinating. Like he is, he's unsure, he's unknowing, he's just. Uh, not broken, but like he, ah, he's just so I, fragile in this one compared well, to the
2: others. I, I think he's a bit humble, that at the same time, yes. Um, you know, since he's because his power was, you know, to he's like a prophet saying, "Hey, the one's going to save us." Yeah. Then finding out that the um, that uh, the story was false all along, so now he's kind of more subdued, you know, right. and he's divides. not in control of his destiny.
1: What'd you say, Ash? So the dude abides.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's like now, you know, Neo is off doing his own thing. He has no idea where this is going to end because he's yep. he thought it's gonna be already over. Right. So he's really playing second fiddle now to uh to Narubi.
0: hmm Um I I love that moment. So now we're with uh, Trinity and Neo, and I love that moment when they're flying so high, they get above the kind of the cloud thing that was put out by the humans. And they get and they see the sun for the first time. I just think that was such a beautiful moment. Like it just yeah. had such great impact for me. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah. So so what's happening is that uh, so the people on the one ship is heading back to Zion, while uh, Neo and Trinity has Nairobi's ship, and they're heading to the machine planet. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't know why, but apparently Neo knows what to do. So, exactly. So, so that's a really cool scene. Uh, because, you know, they, they dive up in the air to get rid of all the sentinels. Mm-hmm. And then when they come crashing down, which this is what I find weird. So, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's like they're doing like a hammer stall with the, with the ship. And yeah. then, you know, they, they hit their peak and then they start coming down. And then he tells her to wait f- to, to prime up the engine again. And then he does and he says, okay, go. Mm-hmm. She does. The ship gets back on, like, the the hover pads, they light up again, only to crash, and then she dies. Yeah. Couldn't she have, like, primed the engine a little sooner? (laughs) So, you know, they don't fucking go into a building? I thought that was kind of weird.
0: I feel like it's all just because this, like they've been saying, that had to happen so that Neo was willing to do what he had to do later on. Like, if that if she was still alive, then he wouldn't be willing to sacrifice himself in the way that he did. So, I feel yeah. like it's just another one of those things. This has to happen for this to happen so that can happen.
2: But I, I felt legit shocked seeing Trinity being, like, impelled by three rods. Oh, yeah. And still being pretty able, okay, to talk to him, you know, yeah. and then before she passes away. But I guess so, she was expecting this, right? Right, right,
0: right. Yeah, so remember how I've been saying mm-hmm. that, like, I just was not into this Neo-Trinity love story? Yeah. Well, apparently I was a bit more invested than I thought because her death scene, like, wow, that just tore me apart. Like, I was in tears watching that. Like, I just didn't see it coming at all. And it just shocked me. And it was so powerful, like, heartbreaking scene. Oh, it was – I thought it was just really, just really well done. They really got the emotion out of me.
2: I thought so, too. I thought it was really well done.
1: Yeah. That's – that breaks me. That – Right. It does. It just every I time
0: so. I hmm. um Neo walking through the through the rain down the street with all the Smiths. Uh I mean you already talked about it, but it's just bloody fucking brilliant. Like and I wrote down like at this point, like, I am so all in right now. Like this to me is just the fucking definition of epic. The lighting, the rain, the music, good god it was just perfect i loved it so much
2: it it felt like an epic final battle it really did yes
0: so great and then we get for one more time the just bring it hand gesture (laughs) with this time neo's using it uh and i just enjoyed that because it was another throwback to the last two films when morpheus used it but um And I just think overall, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I feel overall the fighting in this film is so much better than the last film. Like it just feels like a complete 180.
2: Um, Because there's less.
0: There is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That probably has something to do with it. Um, With this one, like I even like the moments when they're fighting while they're flying. And I feel like it works so much better this time around when I didn't like it in the last film very much.
2: See, and that was my only problem with this final fight is Mm -hmm. I didn't like the flying fighting that they did. Okay. Anything that was like where their feet were on the ground, I enjoyed. But yeah. when they got into the sky and started just like punching to like Zod and Superman, mm-hmm. that I didn't like so much. But I'm I'm nitpicking at this point.
1: Well, yeah. The the part I didn't like about it is no slow mo, and they, um, it's like they yeah. overdo it way too. Cool. That
2: shocks
0: me because. You were the one last week, Ash, who liked the like one on eighty or whatever the hell it was fight, which I thought was just so taking me out of CGI.
1: Well, and I think part of it is all of the Smiths on the Mm -hmm. street, like all the duplicates interacting and everything look really decent. Uh yeah, do you know why?
2: And the reason why they stood still is because they were all mannequins. Really? Yep. I I I guess it was just like photoshopped
0: in basically well, like well i time. guess
2: they, they they dressed like 50 mannequins and then just like copied that picture oh, okay. over and over but yeah they look better because they were they were real well real to oh. a certain extent right, uh they, yeah. they weren't cgi actors with like a face scan over them
1: that's so cool. that's part of it but and it's like you can tell like some of the fight um like some of the fight you is the actors actually instead of using the technology they had to uh I can see trying to crunch the numbers like that took me. <laughs> out. That, well, that,
2: there's that one punch where he punches uh, Smith, Smith in the face, yeah, and it's a Smith like CGI like shockwave
0: mm-hmm.
2: shot, you know, where the face goes all, you know, yeah. So that's that's yeah. the yeah, one, but I it still didn't look as. Yeah, I still don't think it looked as bad as the CGI from the last film.
0: No, and I yeah. honestly, and like I said, at this point, I was just all in. And so maybe that's why it didn't bug me. But like, yeah, it didn't take me out of it at all. I thought it was well done. Like, it, I, I liked it. Well, yeah. but, so and the, first, what I don't the get, first
1: time I saw the film, the first couple of times I saw the film, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know why it bugged me this time. Maybe I just got mm-hmm. tired. Or, but. Right,
0: right.
2: What I don't get, though, like this film came out only like at the most six months after the last one. Right, right did like and they've been working on the cgi you know for a year, like a year or year and a half before the release date right yeah so what did happen? what happened in the last six months or did the six did the did the computer get that much better within six months to that's help what, this film so much more you know what i mean those like exactly how, and that's how did what, it get so much better you know that's and that's my that was like the spirit of my
0: question at the beginning because it's like how like yeah it's it, it, there's not that much of a time difference between these two. Like, how is it so much better this time out? And but I, I don't have an answer.
2: I think at the same time, though, It, it you made the point where, you know, a computer processing an 80 on one fight to, you know, it, yes. it processing a, a, a single character right. better, you know, makes a difference as well. I love
0: that Ugh, this line again. Uh, why Mr. Anderson? Why do you persist after after all this like yelling at him to stay down and stop fighting? And then his response was because I choose to. Like I don't know, it was just Ah, I loved it.
2: <laughs> so I was
0: just so all in, man. I just enjoyed that. Yeah. Um and then again, just fucking like I for, I was blown away twice, pretty much back to back. First off, when Neo says something to the lines of um like basically you knew this was going to happen and then um he is taken over by smith and then you find out that he's what he's doing is he's killing himself but he's sacrificing himself to kind of get smith in him to destroy it like I, it was just like man i did not see our hero dying in this mm-hmm. um and it's just man fucking crazy
2: well, it's funny too because you saw like a light come from him that was very right. Christ-like. It was like a cross. Ex- exactly. So it's like yes. he's dying for your sins to bring peace to the land.
0: That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, yeah, that religious imagery sticks with. Like, first off, Morpheus looking up in the sky, like when realizing that he did it, uh, that Neo did it, and just like with the tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh God! What a shot! What a shot! Um, and then. I forget, I think it's uh, Nio- Niobe asked, did you always know? And he says, no, no, I didn't, but I believed. So I was like, yes, this is super thick with the religious message here. But like, or no, that was, um, uh, what's his name? The Oracle's protector saying it to the Oracle.
2: Yeah, a, the a Seraph.
0: Yeah. Um, but like, I, I was just, I was, I was there. Like I was buying it. So I, it didn't bug me at all. Like just a, a cool fucking way to end Therese. I thought so. So what else did you learn that we uh, didn't get to talk about, if anything?
2: Uh, Me? Uh, Let me look at my notes here. So uh, Matrix Reloaded, uh, uh, no, uh, probably Revolutions. Revolutions? Um, Again, not a lot of green screen. A lot of the sets were actually built. Uh, So the crew created 140 uh, sets on five stages. So as soon as they built one up, uh, within hours, they would have to tear it down to put the next one up because they filmed so oh. much. Hmm. Um Like I mentioned, the uh, final fight, all the Smiths were mannequins. Uh, okay, that's done. Um, The siege. Oh, So, they built all these different rigs for the stuntmen. So, okay. there was one where it was like on a uh, huge hydraulic arm. And they were placed into a circle and then their body was another circle. So, they could actually rotate 360 a lot. Um, hmm. so like, uh, when they had like to do cartwheels on the ceiling, they could do their cartwheels no problem by just fitting around. Okay. Then they had this other arm that was almost, it was almost like, you know, uh, you know, like a pooper scooper, like claw. Yeah. You know, so they had like this big arm with like this, this, I guess, U-shaped bracket where they would put the, um, start man in and then flail him back and forth. So like when a sentinel would be grabbing a guy during the siege fight, it was actually um, motion captured or they recorded the, the the guy. And so the actions were motion captured, but it still had a, an essence of the guy's face. So it wasn't all CGI, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, the drill and the, I guess, base that it crashes into was all miniatures, which I couldn't tell from. Uh, it looked CGI. It was miniatures. Wow. Um Adam Savage from Mythbusters was a prop maker on this film.
0: Oh, really? I
2: thought was kind of cool. That is Um, cool. Apparently, the exosuit took six months to build. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, that's about it. Nothing like super, just little cool tidbits, but nothing super like mind-blowing.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Excellent. So, Ash, what are your final thoughts in your star rating for The Matrix Revolutions?
1: Um... I thought it was a wild ride in the cinema i absolutely loved the music um it was a rough couple months at this point after the ugh, assholes <laughs> uh so i i enjoyed the hellas um even with you know, getting out of the fight scenes a little bit uh torn um it had the story you know the film has a lot of impact and i uh you know them taking the time to kind of do some of that stuff with it um you know storytelling stuff with an action film worked out uh um is it as good as the first no i do think i actually wait okay wait yeah three and a half out of four
0: perfect excellent good so three and a half from ash and what about you mark what are your final thoughts and star rating for matrix revolutions
2: um well again like i mentioned before i remember very little of this film so watching the movie um i again had no clue how the story ended um so i watched it the one time and uh i didn't like it i'd give it like one and a half stars oh, um wow. out of four because i thought it wasn't as good as the second one mm. because i thought the second one was so epic with the uh highway chase and um yeah, the, pretty much the highway chase scene was awesome. Uh, the ghost twins were awesome, which I'm surprised were not in the third film because they didn't die in the second movie.
0: Yeah, um, I so forgot, I'm sure, I'd i forgotten about them, yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure where they were. Um, so I, I really gave this film a lot of hate uh, after watching the first time because, again, I thought the first 45 minutes to an hour could have been scrapped. But then watching the special features and just seeing how much work they did and how how little cgi was used compared you know in all the sets like the sets were real um and then you know the miniatures and the explosives like they had some really cool special features on that revisited disc um so i actually after watching it again today um i'm giving it an extra like half star just because i appreciate the craftsmanship that was put into this film Mm -hmm. um again liking half of the film not liking the first half Um, I give this two out of four stars.
0: Okay, perfect. So two out of four for Mark. So as disappointed as I was with, um, the matrix reloaded, which, you know, I still, I still enjoyed it. It still was a two and a half out of four star movie for me. Um, but still, I was just disappointed compared to the original. So because of that, I just, I had super low expectations for the matrix revolutions, Fortunately, though, Revolutions blew me away. The story trades in all the confusing aspects of the first two films to give us a more simple, you know, kind of end of war tale. And for some reason, it just worked incredibly well for me. The large action sequence in the film is surprisingly well done and it actually moved the plot forward. So it always felt like it was pushing the pace, unlike the last movie. Um, I was literally brought to tears when Trinity died and genuinely shocked when Neo sacrificed himself. I I didn't think this film would be able to play with my emotions as easily as it did. But it just shows that there is a well-written story put together here over these four movies. Um, The music is excellent once again, helping to make the epic moments feel grander and the quiet moments even more powerful. It feels like a return to form to the first film. And that's about as good a compliment as I I could have, you know, as it could have received. So I'm shocked to say that I love this film, but I absolutely did. So I'm giving The Matrix Revolutions three and a half out of four stars.
2: Wow. I must have not seen this in Blu-ray and you guys did because... uh, That's true, I I, I, I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't... uh, (laughs) That's some strong love from you guys. Yeah, I, I
0: I absolutely loved it. So... Yeah, so I mean that's pretty good though. The lowest rating we have out of these four films is is two stars, I believe. So that's good. So let's rank these real quick. Ash, from from least favorite to m- bath to favorite, what would you put the Matrix series, including the Animatrix?
1: Oh, um, I'm going to go with the second film. Yeah, reloaded, reloaded, reloaded. Yes, yeah, reloaded. Um, then I'm going to go with Revolution. The Matrix is last? No, Matrix uh, is first. He's going reverse order. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Did I, yeah. did I do it wrong?
0: <laughs> no, you're totally fine. That's fine. Okay. So, sorry. Matrix from first, from favorite to least favorite would be Matrix, Animatrix, Revolutions, and then Reloaded. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, what Maybe about I you? Maybe I
1: heard you wrong one night. <laughs> I was... No,
0: no, that's totally fine. What about you, Mark? What would your order of the series go?
2: Okay, from first to worst, though. The Matrix, obviously, by a fucking huge margin. Um, then I'm gonna go uh the Matrix Reloaded and then Matrix Revolutions and then Animatrix. Um Actually that I can't do that because of my ratings. I just think the the films should be brought together. Okay. Revamp that. I'm gonna go so I'm gonna go Matrix, Animatrix, Revolutions Reloaded. No, no. Reloaded, revolution. I'm running out of
0: paper, Mark! Sorry. I only got so much
2: Okay, I don't know why The second one, the third one. There we go.
0: Alright, what's what's the fucking rating here, Mark?
2: Good we we're we going chronologically. Okay. So the the matrix and the matrix reloaded revolutions.
0: Thank God that's fucked. Alright, so for myself. Oh,
2: not really, because aren't they remaking the matrix?
1: Are they serious? No, they I, I thought, thought they were making another entry, not a reboot. Oh see, I thought they were rebooting the whole thing.
0: Oh wow, I did not hear about that.
2: Um, well if that happens right now, we'll
0: have to we'll have to revisit this again.
2: Uh the newest film. Oh, the Matrix Rebook isn't a Matrix. Here's the difference between the two. Okay, whatever.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, so for myself it'd be Matrix number one, obviously, and then Revolutions number two, and a matrix number three and reloaded number four. That's how I'd rank them. So very good. So obviously, we all agree that the Matrix, obviously being our only obviously. our second film in the Cinefessions Hall of Fame, so obviously we all agree that that is the best of the series. So yes, good stuff. I I'm ex- I'm really happy that we decided to watch through these. This was uh, a much better series than I'd thought it was going to be after the first one, um, and just kind of hearing people talk about it after the fact. I didn't think I would enjoy these sequels as much as I did. So I'm really happy I I have my own opinion of them now.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, I have a great appreciation for the whole trilogy.
0: So that will be that. So let's wrap up. Now that we've wrapped up Matrix, let's wrap up Slasher Season 1. Yeah! So, we are today are talking well, we're going to talk about the whole series, I'm sure like that'll because we'll have like final thoughts or whatever, but right,
1: to, um specifically to Go to the bathroom be right back.
0: Of course, help yourself. Uh, we allow that. That's fine.
1: Yeah, you can continue so, without me. <laughs>
0: of course. Duh. So, episode 7 um was entitled in the pride of his face for whatever stupid fucking reason. Um <laughs> It was originally aired April 8th, 2016 to 0.077 million viewers. Episode Ouch. 8 was called Soon Your Own Eyes Will See. Aired April 15th, 2016 to 0.86 million viewers. It's interesting because viewership was at 0.77, I believe, at the beginning and then kind of died off and then kind of picked up for the last two episodes, which I think is really strange.
2: Well, but, uh, th- no, not really because like episodes five and six, that's where th- things really got into weird mode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So j- before we dive into this... I forgot to give a spoiler warning last week, so let me just correct that. There will be spoilers Ugh. for the entirety of the season, and these are probably going to be the most important spoilers because we are going to talk about who the killer is. So if you've not seen this series and you don't want the killer revealed for you, do not continue listening to this portion of the podcast Yeah, uh, because we will talk about that. So, yeah. Mark, do you do you want to kind of take over here or you want me to, to dive in?
2: Oh, it doesn't matter to me. Um I don't have any notes, so I'm just going to go by uh, Recollection, Recall. Yeah, go um, for it. So, I want to go with just with the kill. So, the big kill this week uh, would be uh, Tom Winston. The killer right. dies. Now, you're asking yourself, well, he's in jail. What happens? Oh, God. Um. So, he's in, I guess, hospital jail. And we discover hospital (laughs) jail (laughs) and we discover i guess the killer's notebook i i I don't remember how oh yes no how the fuck did they discover they went to an abandoned building or abandoned house because there were school that's it so the cops get a call of like squatters in abandoned house so cop goes and discover all these drawings and shit and i guess they found a kill book Showing all the uh, victims and the associated sins that they were attached to, and of course the last sin that uh, nobody's got killed on yet was pride. And uh, the two names on the list were our—it's our hero Sarah and uh, Tom Winston, who we discovered in the last episode is her father. Um, was in this episode where we discovered how he was fucking his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So weird. Like her parents were pieces of shit.
0: Yeah, her mom was the, fucking hot, though. I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah, in in the church was pretty hot. But she's gorgeous. a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I guess yep. they made by their money by extorting people.
0: Well, I, and- so I feel like they're just like making porn, basically, and they're kind of uh, like Tom was kind of coming down on him. So in order to get him to shut up, they ah okay they use him and she fucks him while they record it, so it will keep him yeah. quiet.
2: So Blackmail. she, yeah, she she fucks a priest yeah. on tape. Uh, both scumbags. I have, I, I felt bad for them in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't feel bad for them anymore. Right. Um, so yeah. So Tom is uh, Sarah's uh, father, um, and we see a because now okay. So they find out that they're both on the kill list. So they go to move Tom to a more secure facility. Of course, he breaks free, kidnaps uh, Sarah to take her out of harm's way, and then they have a talk about why he did what she did. So, we see yeah. a flashback. And we also see like the killing for a third time, but in its most right. brutal fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And, it is
0: more brutal. Thing, we actually see him killing or like, yeah.
2: you know, doing oh, all of it. So. Speaking of ripping a baby out of the womb, yeah, um, the remake of Inside is on Netflix now. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Oh, at least on the Canadian one. I'm not sure for oh, US. I got to check. But Inside 2017 is now on Netflix Canada.
0: That should have been our second damn film into the Hall of Fame. This is your ah. fault, Ash. If you're back yet, this is your fault. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: anyway. not my fault. your pants.
0: <laughs> ah, yes, it is. There he is. Come
2: yeah. Um, yeah. So we see the killing. And then what's weird. So they're like in the woods. Um, Tom the gets a seizure or some weird him. shit. It's not?
1: No, not on the American one.
2: Oh. Well, I can periscope it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so so Tom gets a like a seizure or something. And next thing you know, the hangman shows up. The executioner. Fuck! The executioner shows up. Um, <laughs> now, how the killer knows he's there, I have no clue. I, I really don't. I thought maybe now that the executioner was supernatural. We oh, find out really? he's not, no. but uh, can you explain to me how he they found them? Is it by pure luck because they pinged the GPS?
0: Well, I think so, yeah, because he knows, right, because before that, he finds out where they are because it's obviously, we know who the killer is, and so-
2: Well, we we you know, don't yet. We don't yet.
0: Well, no, I know. We At that point, we didn't, but yeah. looking back, we do know. Yes. And can you know he finds out they pinged him or whatever they say. They don't have an exact location, but yeah. he knows that area pretty well, so I just I just assume he got it right, I guess, guess.
2: Yeah, weird whatever. Yeah. But then so next thing you know, uh, you know, I guess for a pride you have to kill them by a wheel or some bullshit. Yeah. So there's like a table saw and uh Sarah was about to go first and then Tom's like, "No, don't kill her, kill me instead." So, pretty much, uh, the executioner, like, lobs him right on the on the spinning blade. And yeah. there he goes. I
0: actually like the death. I thought it looked pretty cool. So did I. I
2: yeah. thought the kill was pretty cool. Um, And that's pretty much it for the episode. Did we discover who the killer is at the yeah, end of the episode?
0: Yeah, because the box is revealed. So, Cam oh, is in yes. his closet and opens the box and puts the... Uh, Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, whatever, the cloth, the bloody cloth. The bloody so cloth. We know it's him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like
0: as much as I genuinely enjoyed kind of the last episode and yeah. a little bit of the one before that, not as much. It took me about five minutes in to the episode seven here where I was texting you guys and it was like, just fucking shoot me. Like, take me out of my misery. This is fucking terrible already. Yeah. Because I feel like just as ridiculous as everything was up to this point, there's definitely this feeling of of kind of the shit hitting the fan. Um, specifically with this episode here, with everything we've already, I won't rehash everything you just talked about because, you know, that's why I feel that way. Like, it's just so just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Um, now that said, I did call Cam being the killer. Yeah. Three episodes ago. No, um,
0: you we, you said it was the killer and ep- like the first fucking episode. Like there was no doubt, like doubt. They had no swerve here at the end. Like, the worst show I've watched also becomes the most predictable show ever <laughs> by revealing that Cam is the fucking killer. When that's what, you know, you said and I, I would agree with yeah. from the, the first fucking episode.
2: Like yeah. Well, he was too pretty boy, milk, toast, you know. Exactly. Jolly gee, you know, gee whiz. Oh. Uh, and just the fact that his wife died. I know, And yeah. he it, it just it didn't feel they he had that much remorse. So, Obvious. it just, to me, it seemed apparent. But then the next episode, we just realize how fucked up he really is. Right. He pretty much... He's like Mike Myers.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Practically. With the mask and everything.
2: Yeah. So then Cam, you know, we find out he pushes his his mom down the stairs because he was a bedwetter. And um, I guess he planted his kill box. I'm going to call it the kill box like in Dexter. Plants his kill box in the house. So that Sarah thinks Dylan, her husband, is the killer. Right. Because he apparently hid the fact that he had a uh, executioner website.
0: So oh my I, god, that's right. Just, what the ugh, fuck?
2: Whatever, yeah. So no, So oh she's pissed god. off at like, him. my I'm
0: pissed again because I just fucking remembered all that <laughs> shit. Like that was the stupidest fucking thing ever. So they, they set up this whole idea that the only reason that he married her was because he wanted to get the executioner's story. And so that's how he like started trying to pursue her and everything. Like, or, or oh my god, he how went stupid.
2: He he went out with her knowing who she was, but then yeah. fell in love with her. Right, but oh, he never told her, and now she's really betrayed. Whatever, God, only oh, yeah, chicks, right? Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, so so yeah, so now, uh, Cam is is trying to uh, make Dylan as the killer, but then Sarah realizes after seeing a picture from an old. Um, Camp yearbook, which I don't know they did that. He's holding a picture of the same picture that was seen in the abandoned house. Mm -hmm. So she knows Cam's the killer. Uh, Yeah. And then, you know, so you continue. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: we'll pause there. Another thing that I hated about this, so (laughs) this is just the most ridiculous television show I've ever seen in my life. So when Sarah let, let's paint this picture of absurdity here, okay? Just okay. so it's as clear as crystal. Sure. Sarah just finds out that her husband, who she has been fighting with, is the <laughs> executioner. At least, at least that's what she... Be, she firmly believes that her husband is the executioner because she finds the box of trophies that Cam planted there for the, from the victims. So, Cam, minutes later... Cam is comforting her by saying that they both married the wrong person, blah, blah, blah. He says something about wanting her to be brave for and She says, oh, you're the bravest person I know. And then they proceed to kiss, which leads to a laughably quick fuck session against the wall right there yes. in the home that she shares with her husband. Just right against the wall, just getting fucked. Now, the sex scene, not bad. Kind of hot, frankly. Hey, do what you do. But the story around the sex scene absolutely fucking <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Minutes after she finds out her husband's a serial killer, she's going to go fuck this other guy. Like, I, it's just a, ridiculous. And then, I also hate the fact that this this whole thing is never shared with her husband. So at the end, we get this like happily ever after moment. But But we know that not only did she, so he kissed the publicist and she fucked a serial killer. You know, yeah. like, one of these things is not like the other. Like, oh my God, I hate these. I, this writing is as bad as any I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, it it is pretty funny because like, you know, he, he had tongue with the other reporter. Yeah. But the killer came at her. You know what I mean? Oh so I, I'm actually guessing that he did because he probably did not wear a condom.
0: <laughs> that's the next. That's uh, Slasher season three because I think season two is something different. So that's the next one.
2: And I, I don't want to, uh, you know, stir the or anything, but uh, I think that was bum sex. I, you know? I think that was bum sex. She had bum sex with a killer.
0: She might have. <laughs> hey, you do you, man. Whatever works. But it may have been. Who knows? Oh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> um, and then, like, so obviously, we already talked. Whatever. People have watched it. The final moments where <laughs> Sarah decides to kill Cam, like... I thought it was just dumb as hell, too. So oh, first,
2: dude. yeah,
0: Dylan tells her, like, don't do this. Like, basically, you're better than becoming this killer, essentially. And then without any real explanation, like two seconds later, he's down there holding Cam so that Sarah <laughs> can repeatedly stab him. It's like, what the? F- like, I know this is supposed to be like cathartic for the uh, a cathartic release for the yeah. audience. But I genuinely wanted to see Sarah get killed. Not cam. But so I was wh- I was just annoyed by the whole fucking situation. What's
2: funny too, the police are at their door,
0: and right. then she slices she his
2: throat. It. Oh god! So he stabbed a few times, and okay, so he stabs her. Yeah, or, pardon me. She stabs him. Yep. And then slowly pulls the knife out, uh, the yeah. knife out, which is serrated, and yep. then stabs him again. Slowly yeah. pulls the knife out. I think she does that oh. three times. Cops are bagging at her door. Then she slits his throat. Blood spray and then fade to black. Four months later,
0: oh god, oh my,
2: oh my god! And four oh, months later, god. and they're leaving town and they're yeah. moving to their next stage of their lives. Oh. So I would have a love to see the fucking courtroom drama involving exactly. her killing the killer. Um, I know that's no what I mean. Way... Like
0: what? Yeah, How did there's that no not... way that oh. she
2: just gets like off scot-free. Exactly. Like,
0: so ridiculous. And like, let's say
2: he dies once from a stab wound. Fine. Right. Stabbed three times and, his throat and is throat is while being away. held down. Ugh. What? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's and at then, a misdemeanor.
0: At, then we get that little like, I don't know, whatever it's called, like that little uh, send off at the end there. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, the
0: little girl. So Cam or the, the, the gay man who I always forget his damn Robin. name. But it, yeah, he's showing the house, Sarah's house. And this little girl is with the family and she sees the cat and then she just snaps its neck. I mean, come the fuck on. It's just so goddamn done. And then Aaron Martin, the writer of this, has the fucking nerve to have the little girl come in the house and say the line, this is a perfect house. Go fuck yourself. Oh, I hate you so much. Oh, my God. I hate it. It is as bad as anything I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. This was pretty horrendous. Like of all TV shows to pick, this was pretty I bad. Um, I I enjoyed watching it out of pure enjoyment, knowing that you're hating this so hard. Uh, it's it's by far not a good show, um, and again, pretty transparent. But you know what? Thought the kills were fun. I have to admit, but it just took a lot of like fucking story to get to the kills.
0: So, final thoughts, star ratings. We can move on with our lives and expunge this. Fr- what would you uh if you if you have any other final thoughts to add go for it otherwise give this bad boy a star rating um mark
2: um again i think it's a palimitation of other shows like scream um it it wants it wants to create like when i saw this was an anthology series i thought it'd be like black mirror where every episode was its own story I, that's what but i hoped no. yeah it, it's more like american horror story where every season it's its own story
0: that's what it um,
2: is yeah we should have watched that instead. This was pretty brutal. Oh, um, man, it just wasn't good. Um, none of the characters were likable. Um, the kills were good, but not worth sitting through eight episodes to see eight good kills. And really, I think they're more like seven good kills. Um, main actress, uh, Kath McGrath. Um, I, I just didn't like her portrayal of Sarah at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they drink a lot of wine on that show, eh? It's yeah, like, they do. She becomes a wino. Fair enough, because I'd Plenial be drinking heavily it. as well, knowing everybody around me is dying. Right. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't good. Uh, I give this out of four stars a one.
0: All right. And what about you, Ash? I feel like you can finally talk about it a little bit now that we're through the end of it. Um, what, what were your thought, your final thoughts and your star rating for um, Slasher when you watched
1: through it? Four absolute fucking stars. Absolutely riveting television. (laughs) I love every I hate
2: you so much. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I hate you right now. (laughs) Um,
1: it was entertaining. It was, as far as me, when I watched it, I had, you know, had it on the background. So I wasn't like slogging through it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and as far as like background fodder, yeah, it was fun um as far as like you know did i enjoy this some of the stuff was good there was a lot of shit writing i i have to say uh i i have to agree with that um honestly i'll probably give it like one and a half out of four
0: okay all right yeah so uh slasher season one and without hyperbole is the worst television show i have ever completed and it's not even close It's poorly acted, feels cheap, has some of the absolute worst writing I have ever seen make it to production. Yes, there are some decent kills here, but sitting through 50 minutes of absolute horseshit is not worth the 30 seconds of decent special effects. Fuck this show. Slasher is absolutely terrible in every regard and definitely not worth your time. I'm giving Slasher season one, one half
2: star out of four. (laughs) You know what? Because it was like cable TV, Mm -hmm. nudity would have helped this show.
0: Absolutely. Nudity you know, helps you, everything.
2: You want to make it like a not a scream show? You know, these are not teens. Uh some some soft core nudity would have been uh would have helped it at least half star rating.
0: Exactly. Exactly right. And I I I screamed earlier.
2: Uh, <laughs> and I
0: apologize for my outburst. Um, but sometimes it just happens. So let's forget about slasher. Yes. And move on to where we are moving from here. So our next podcast arc announcement. So um, some of you might remember a few weeks back, I mentioned that I was listening to the audiobook of Robert Block's original Psycho novel. Well, the, I was doing that for a reason because I kind of wanted to get into this and see if this is something that we actually wanted to do. So we'd been talking about the possibility of reviewing through the entire Psycho film series, and that's exactly what we've decided on. The Psycho series is an interesting one because the original is widely considered a masterpiece and its sequel didn't actually come out until 23 years later. Amazingly, most of the sequels are actually looked at by many genre fans as underrated gems. And seeing as I've owned them all for such a long time now and never actually sat down to watch them, I really wanted to dedicate an entire arc to this or an arc to this entire series. So our, a complete Psycho arc will be six weeks long, and it's going to go down like this. Next week, we are talking about Psycho from 1960. The following week will be Psycho 2 from 1983, then Psycho 3 from 1986, and then there was actually a TV movie from 1987 that was released called Bates Motel. And fortunately, we did some digging because the originally, Mark, you and I were looking, and the deep. Div- excuse me the dvd was like 30 bucks by itself yeah just for base motel and, and i wasn't going to
2: pay 30 bucks yeah. for a tv movie on dvd
0: exactly so that wasn't going to happen and so we were searching trying to find it somewhere we could like purchase it legally online just couldn't find anything and then finally this past week i I knew for sure i'd seen a four pack with this movie in it and something happened i stumbled across it uh, across it this past weekend And so we actually were able to find it on this four-pack, which has Psycho 2, 3, 4, and Bates Motel on DVD for $10 at Amazon.com. So that's the one purchase I made this year that I was talking about earlier. So I bought that, as did you, Mark. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we do have Bates Motel, the 1987 TV movie. So we are including that in this arc for uh, completionists out there. And then week five is going to be Psycho 4, the beginning from 1990. And then we are going to look at... Psycho from 1998, the Gus Van Sant uh, remake um, in the sixth and final week of this arc. So we are really covering it all. Um, I actually, I didn't discuss this with you guys, but I actually toyed with um, doing the docu, because there's a couple documentaries that are actually, there's three more films that we could have added to this arc if we wanted. Okay. Um, There is, um, it's like the Psycho Legacy, I think it's called, which is just a um, uh, documentary about psycho one two three and four for some reason they they don't talk about bates motel um but it talks about the others uh and that's a full feature-length documentary i think it's called the psycho legacy then there's a movie that a documentary that just came out it's called like 78 slash 53 or something like it's numbers yeah yeah it's, it's specifically about the filming of the shower sequence in psycho and i think that would be fascinating to watch and then there's a third movie that's actually not a documentary it's um a a a narrative film called Hitchcock, which came out a few years back, and the reason I was considering that to add to this is because it's actually specifically about the relationship between Alfred Hitchcock and oh, I'm gonna I'm a fucking idiot, and the, one of the lead actresses from lead. Psycho. Le- yes, thank you. From from uh, when they were filming it, and so I was thinking that it'd be fun if we could add these three films in somewhere.
2: Isn't um, um, isn't Anthony? Uh,
0: yes, Anthony Perkins.
2: It is Anthony Perkins as Hitchcock in that movie, right?
0: No. Uh,
2: no, not Anthony Perkins. Anthony, um... Uh, oh,
0: from fuck. fucking Thor and a million other things.
2: The Sounds of the Lambs? Um, yes. I'm so fucking retarded. I cannot remember names anymore. Anthony
0: Hopkins. Hopkins!
2: Ah, uh, Perkins, Hopkins, close enough. But yeah, exactly. isn't it Anthony Hopkins who plays uh, Hitchcock in, this, in that film? Yes, yes, it yeah. is. Perkins is okay. who
0: plays, yes, who plays uh, the main character in all the Psycho movies. But anyway... yeah. We're idiots, but uh, yeah, so I was trying to toy with, like, trying to fit those in, but I don't know if we'd be able to have, like, a a good discussion on a documentary film like we've done i feel like decent discussions on like the tv series that we've done the docuseries but they're longer there's more to talk about so i decided that we'd probably not try to skip out on those for now but i might watch them just kind of myself as we go through it sure but uh so there's you know basically we wanted to try to talk about as much of this as we could that we think would make for for an entertaining podcast which is why we're going to talk about these six um and then who knows maybe we'll have like a a cinefaction's podcast special edition on hitchcock because that's another narrative film so who knows you know that's a good idea I like that
2: I think also by the end of six weeks I'll be be like psychoed out too
0: exactly yeah
2: yeah that's a a lot of psycho
0: it is I know but like I can't wait to dive into this series Uh, it's just I've heard so much about it but I've only seen the original film Um, and what's also exciting about this is this is actually going to mark the very first Alfred Hitchcock film that we're going to discuss on the Cineversions podcast so I mean that's that's really cool because obviously Hitchcock is a legend so I mean that's really exciting for us Um, And I already mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again. You can find the four-pack of the Psycho movies, so Psycho 234 and Bates Motel, on Amazon.com for less than 10 bucks. It's like $9.45 as of this recording, Uh, and it's Prime eligible. So I opened mine today, and it's all on one DVD. So the picture quality is probably going to be shit, but it has what it needs. And Actually, I own… Psycho on Blu-ray from the Alfred Hitchcock collection. I own Psycho 2 on Blu-ray, thanks to Scream Factory. So I'll just be watching 3, 4, and Bates Motel on the DVD. Okay. Um, and then the Psycho remake is actually on Amazon to rent for 4 bucks. So that's what I'm going to do. On,
2: it's on Netflix in Canada, and I don't know if it's on in the U.S.
0: It's not, unfortunately.
2: Really? But, yeah. Man, ours is better than yours, huh?
0: Yeah, I guess so. But... Yeah, so uh, any thoughts on this one, gents? Are, uh, you know, are you excited about it, or are you just uh, kind of appeasing me by agreeing to do it?
2: Um, you know what? I've honestly never seen any of them before. Oh, I've wow, never seen Virtual Psycho, original. so this will all be wow. first-time watches for me.
0: That's exciting as hell.
1: Yeah, 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 Psycho 98. What'd you say, Ash? The last time I saw them was when I was a kid, so oh, it, okay, it's basically new for me.
0: Yeah, well, Cool. That's good. I'm excited. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy them, Uh, and hopefully, I will enjoy them, too.
2: Yeah, I kind of wish that Scream Factory had a sale of the Psycho films. I know. Uh, Didn't they release three and four as well? Uh, No, just two and three, I believe. Oh, I thought thought they released them all.
0: For some reason, I I didn't think they finished the series. Oh, that's weird. They might not even have more than two, actually. Oh, nope. They all are. Yes. Psycho 4 looks like it was not a special edition, but the other, but Psycho 2 and, or maybe just Psycho 3 was Collector's Edition. No, 2 and 3 were Collector's Edition. Psycho 4 wasn't just a regular um, release. So yeah, they all are on
2: Blu-ray, on on Scream. I picked up a Blu-ray box set of all four Psychos. Yeah. I think it was like 36 bucks. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, I can buy individuals on Scream, but they're like 20 bucks each US. So it makes really no sense for me to buy those when I can get a box set with a whole bunch of special features, right? All in one. It's just hopefully it's the same transfer. Who knows?
0: Yeah, exactly. Who knows?
2: We'll find out. Yeah.
0: So I'm excited to sell. So let's uh, let's do that. So, all right, that is going to wrap things up for this week. So uh, yes. again, we will be back next Monday. We're not taking a week off, so we'll be back next Monday, April twenty third, and we're going to be kicking off our complete psycho. Uh, series arc, do know that uh, we have decided that at at least for the next two arcs, because we actually, we know what we're doing for the next two arcs, but we're only revealing one at a time just because shit changes. Six weeks from now is a long time. So who knows what the fuck's gonna happen with our lives. So shit changes. So we're just going to talk about that one for now. But the plan is for now, for the next two arcs, to cut down the show a little bit, to only have the week in media segment, and then our main review for the week. So that third segment, which used to be our best in the backlog challenge and most recently housing the slasher fiasco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's going to be put on hiatus. Uh, and again, at least for the next two arcs. So if you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's bullshit. I want them to do this. If you want us to bring something back, if you want us to do best thing backlog challenge again, if you want us to do some other TV series, something here in this in that segment, please. The only way we can know that you're missing it or that you want it is if you let us hear about it, and the only way we can make those changes is if you reach out to us using our our different social media platforms. And uh, so that's that's what we ask. You know, if you want something changed, we can do that if we talk to you. So you can do that by hitting us up on Twitter, Instagram. Or Facebook at Cinefessions. You can email us at contact at cinefessions.com and you can call us at one 448 talk That's one three zero two four four eight 448 talk Let us know if you want something in this segment. But our podcasts are long. They are very long and <laughs> they are every week. So I feel like this is just, the, we could cut this segment out without losing much. So yeah. For now, we're going to try it. Like right now, we're at over two hours again, um, and I feel like if we cut out that last segment, we will be closer to maybe hour and a half, hour and forty-five, depending on the week. And that just feels more manageable, both for for us for recording purposes and just kind of you know everything we've got going on in our lives. And for you, the listener, uh, we talk a lot, as you can tell by me just rambling right now. So yes,
1: yeah, so quit I, I rambling already, will, Jesus Christ!
0: I feel like it'll you know kind of cut the fat a little bit. So
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, like the first so,
2: hour of the Matrix are revisited or reloaded or fuck. Right. Which one is this in Revolutions? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to jack off oh. now. and I mean, <laughs> jack out. I mean, oh, oh man. boy. You've been
0: sitting on that joke for a few episodes, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so Mark- I can tell it's always all stale and
1: crusty like his underwear. <laughs> Yo, <geez>. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, much. too much.
0: <laughs> this is what happens when you get over the two-hour mark. Shit like this. So, Mark- Remind our listeners where else they can find you online.
2: You can find me online on uh, Twitter at uh, Mark underscore Nadeau. That's M-A-R-C underscore N-A-D-E-A-U, as well as Letterboxed and on Instagram at M-Nadeau02.
1: Excellent. And how about you, Ash? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and uh, Tumblr D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E.
0: Excellent. And you can find me on my on Twitter and letterbox at Simon One. That's P-S Y-M-I-N-1. All right, gents. I had a blast talking through Matrix. So thank you for joining me for this arc. It was good to have the whole band back together for the entire arc. So that was awesome. So thank you guys. Oh no, thank
2: you. This was fun. Definitely.
0: Absolutely. All right. So that's that. So we want to say thank you to everyone for listening to episode 126 of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember in film we trust we'll catch you next time